Welcome, everybody, to episode 229 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today's episode is going to be on Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, just came out from Ubisoft not that long ago. Eric's played it, playing it on PS4. Yep. Will, Will played about 20 minutes, right, Will? <laughs> yeah, about that. Put his time in. Not, not. Uh, actually, 20 minutes is generous, probably. Okay. So you played about a match, maybe? I did. I did one situation for people who are <laughs> did familiar a situation. With the game. Okay. Yeah, so you didn't so. even try the online then. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. And I, I watched a little bit on Twitch just to familiarize myself with the game a little bit. So uh, that's going to be our main topic. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Yeah, I started uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh-huh. which I, I'll give my first impressions on because we're going to do that next week. Yep. Um, uh, rather than just cause, we're going to do. Tomb Raider next week. Right. Um, I played Forza Horizon 2, which I purchased last week on the Xbox sale. Uh-huh. Finally, I played a shit ton of that, so I'll be talking about that. Nice. And that's it. Cool. Will, did you play anything? You didn't play anything new, right? No, I actually did. Ooh, uh, nice. I mean, I put in some more time on Fallout. Uh, I played another game that's a little bit older that I kind of had the urge to play. And last week when we bought Rise of the Tomb Raider, I put it in like an hour. So Okay. I'll give my brief impressions like Eric. Eric probably put more time in, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Corey, but, would... Yeah, that's what I played. Sounds good. Corey, what'd you play? A little game called Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. X. Which I also played. Yeah. Dan and I were in day one. Uh, I probably put maybe five hours into that. Okay. It was. I kept telling myself I wanted to play more of it, but when it came time, when the time came, I just couldn't bring myself to sit in front of the Wii U and play it. Yeah, I don't know what that says about the game. I haven't gotten that far, but uh, I played yeah, about we'll have some first thoughts. Yeah, I've put about twenty hours into it so far this week. So uh, I played that. Did you play anything else, Corey? No. Okay. However, uh, if we have time, I'd like to just run through what our thummy categories are going to be. This oh yeah. So we'll make time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We've got to nail that. I need down. a refresher. So do I, actually. I want to I'm start planning that certainly out. Certainly not going to go listen back to last year. No. No, me neither. It'd be way too easy. I did all that work for you guys. Yeah, I'd much, <laughs> much rather have you just do the work. Uh, in addition to Xenoblade Chronicles, I started Far Cry 4. So I'll talk mm. a little bit about that. That's nothing new, but um, new, new to new me. New to you. Yeah, I had not, not experienced Far Cry 4 yet, so. Uh, that's what I'll be talking about later. Let's get right into Rainbow Six Siege. All right. Take so, us away, Eric. You're going to be carrying the this episode on your back. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> Rainbow Six Siege was not really on my radar until I played the beta, and I, I really liked it a lot. So uh, Will and I ended up splitting it uh, through the jank that you could call like family sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on PS4, we both got it for, obviously, since we're sharing it. Um, so, you know, paid 30 bucks a piece for it, uh, you, made by Ubisoft. It does not have the single-player campaign, which I think we're going to talk about yeah. at, towards the end of this. Um, so the single-player in this is called Situations, and it's basically what it sounds like. They put you in different situations, whether it be, like, rescue a hostage or just kill all the terrorists, whatever it is. I only played three of them. I think there's 11 different situations. Basically, what they want to do with those is... You use a different um, operator is what they're called. It's like a different class. Uh-huh. Each operator has something special a, a about job, them or unique specific... that they that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So in say there's eleven of if there's eleven situations, you're using eleven different operators to kind of get a feel for them and what they do. And the situation that you're put into 
is kind of tailored to whatever they do. Okay. Um, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed the three situations that I did. It's not anything super in-depth. Right. Or anything like that. It's just, I feel like the AI, maybe it's just me. I'm really fucking bad at this game. Um, <laughs> the shooting feels a little bit clunky to me. Okay. So it's not it's not as crisp as like Halo has felt to me or Destiny it's, has it's, felt it's to me. It's tactical. Yeah, it's more why. tactical. It's a slower paced yeah. game, and and I like that about it because I haven't played a shooter like that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Not since SOCOM, right? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. You're probably right. Um, On the what was that PS2? SOCOM. Yeah, I believe it was the PS2, which was janky as shit on their internet as it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the shooting ran, hasn't ran felt as good, but it seems like the AI is pretty good in this game, mm-hmm. um, which. It kind of needs to be for another game mode that we'll talk about. So I actually do take kind of a cautious approach even when I'm just playing against the computer. Yeah. Because they do shoot you, and they if you're making noise or taking shots, they will pursue you, which is kind of cool. They don't just sit in the room where they're at and wait for you to come pick them off. Uh-huh. So they do come pursue you, which is kind of nice. And, like, the one situation I was in where you had to rescue a hostage, um, I was not prepared for this at all because... In most games, AI is really shitty. Yeah. So what I did was I ran in, found where the hostage was using my um, uh, remote drone, which goes along the floor, and you can go under doors that they have barricaded. So you can go under doors and look around and stuff and kind of tag your enemies. Yeah. So I found a path and got through it and whatever, killed the guy that was guarding the hostage, grabbed the hostage. I knew I hadn't killed everybody, but I also thought I had made a clear path to get back out to the extraction zone. So I ran out there, and three of the terrorists were out there and just picked me off. And I just was not ready for that, because I just expected to just walk out there. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. I thought that, that the AI, I was pissed when it happened. Right. But looking back now, that was, it's that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they knew that I grabbed the They the, would adjust to your tactics. And they are like, all right, well, we'll just go out and wait for his dumbass yeah. to run out here. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that, and they're they're pretty intense. Like if you let yourself really get into it, uh-huh. um, and the the sound is great, especially on the gold wireless headset, because like footsteps, you can hear footsteps, and yeah. they sound like where are they actually yeah, coming from. I was gonna say you kind of need to have like surround sound to to it's really better, yeah, to really sure. experience that game because yes. because it is a, a sound based game. I Anytime guess. I play it, I use headset. Yeah, so. Like, that you can hear guns reloading, anything like that. Any movement you can hear. Um, so that part is really, really well done. Um, but like I said, when you let yourself get get wrapped up in that and, like, just the sounds and the environment, and it gets kind of intense even against the computer. Yeah. Um, maybe that would go away after I did more than three of the situations. But... I did. I did kind of enjoy them. It yeah. certainly doesn't replace a, a single player campaign by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But what it does do is get you used to the feel of the guns and, and things like that. And like I said, some of the different operators that you can use, which is important because you have to choose which operators you unlock. We'll get to that. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I guess I probably don't need to read all that. So. The other single, it can be single player mode, is Terrorist Hunt, which I guess is a return from a preview. I don't know as if I've ever played any Tom Clancy Rainbow Six games. Yeah. I think I have at some point, but I don't remember them. But Terrorist Hunt, I guess, is a fan favorite mode, so they put it back in this one. That's basically what it sounds like. I think they're, like, Terrorist Hunt is basically you just go in and you eliminate the enemies. You can do this single player against AI, um, 
or I think you can get in, in parties with other people and mm-hmm. go against AI. Um, I think you can also do hostage rescue in the terrorist hunt mode. I'm not positive about that, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Right. You, you, you run in and you try to kill them yeah. uh, by any means that are possible, really, which is the great part about this game. The hostages better not be females. Um, in my experience, there was one male and one female. Perfect. 50-50. <laughs> yeah. 50-50 split. Whew. Um, so... The great thing about this game is the a lot of the uh, environments and the buildings are destructible. So you can use breach charges or, or whatever the case may be to just, like, explode through walls. And that's the beauty of this game is setting up a plan with a team and, like, hitting them from different angles. Or, you know, one of you could set off an explosion outside like a garage door to make them think you're coming in that way Uh when the rest of the team is actually on the second story or in the roof dropping in on them and that's the beauty of this game it's 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 unlike any shooter that i've played in my experience uh, which i really enjoy uh so like going up on the roof is really cool you just rappel up there you can kind of you can look in windows on your way up and bash them bash them in um there's just so many different ways to attack it. Yeah. That's the beauty of the game. I think the destructible environments, that whole thing is new to it this is. game. I believe it is, yes. Because um, the other Rainbow Six games were, they're very tactical. A little more they're, straightforward. They're Yeah, they're not as, uh, there's not as many options available yeah. to the player because of the non-destructible environments. Right. They might have had, like, spots in the wall that you could plan to blow up but this one you can kind of kind of blow up most places, right? Most of them. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, but the cool thing is, like... Certain operators can put up um, walls that can only be demoed by certain other operators. Okay. So, like, if you don't have that operator on your team, then you just can't blow through that wall. Right. And, like, you can uh, – so if it's, like, bomb defusal mode, uh, you can just barricade a wall where, you know, there's a pretty good chance they're going to come through with, you know, big-time uh, barricades that they can't get through without a breach charge or whatever the case may be. And – you're going to go through that yeah. wall, at very least. Plenty of other ways for them to get up. Uh, but, right, right. you know, I think that that's kind of cool that you kind of have to balance your team out. And that's the biggest thing about this game is people in some of the Facebook groups I'm on, like video game groups, have asked, like, somebody asked, should I buy Siege, Battlefront, or Call of Duty? And I had a hard time not picking Siege. And I don't even know if it's the best of the three, but... It's definitely the most unique of the three. Yeah. And if you have people to play with, like, this game would just be so much fun. In my experience playing online multiplayer, there's been probably two to three times that I've gotten, like, a good group. And you can end up staying in that group, too, if you just stay in the room. Right. Where people were communicating really well. Nobody was being a douche. And, like... If you died, you died. Nobody was getting upset, but you, you were, like, trying to work out a good plan. And when you die, that's kind of another really fun part of it because you can control cameras and you can see what's going on instead of just watching your teammates. Right. So you can actually still help them because they can hear you talk. Uh-huh. And it's really fun to do that, to be like, hey, he's coming the left side, coming down the stairs or whatever, and just being able to help your team like that. And that's when the game is at its best, yeah. when you have a good team that's communicating with each other. 
that's the only way I could really recommend this game to somebody for $60. So it's reliant on the players you're playing with to have a good time, is what you're saying. It's not reliant on it, but man, does it a huge, huge help. Okay. Like, Yeah, maybe it is reliant. It, it kind of is. I don't know if it has legs for me personally, because right. I don't... Will's the only person I know that has that game. Yeah. And he, at least right now, he's kind of too busy. So, with school and whatnot. So, I do have to kind of rely on the randomness of getting in a good team online, which, you know, is not great chances, yeah. not great odds with that. I actually had better luck with that in the beta than I have at full release. Do you think there's more, peop- more people sure playing it? more people it. playing it. But, like, one of the groups I got in, the guys were really talkative, but they were also, like, just a couple of pricks. Yeah. And <laughs> they didn't like the way the rest of the team went in. So they're like, all right, this time we're just going to hang back and let you guys run in and die, and then we'll take care of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that should work. And of course it didn't. Like, right. So that, that kind of sucked. But, for, you know, for the most part, people have been pretty cool on there in the in the groups that I've gotten into. Um, so I did want to run through a breakdown of the different classes or operators because that's a huge part of the game. Right. The biggest part of the game is the multiplayer. Um, the single player, player is minimal. Whatever. Probably get pretty tired after a while. So, like I said, the biggest biggest part of this is the multiplayer. So I did want to run through these. Um, so they're all broken up into groups. So there's the SAS operators, FBI, SWAT, uh, GIGN operators, Spetsnaz, and GSG9. So, in the SAS is uh, one of my favorites that I have. I only have four unlocked right now. And you unlock these through Renown, which is kind of like an experience. There's an experience bar, but there's also Renown that you gain. Mm-hmm. Which didn't bother me at first, but if you're like me and you're really fucking bad at this game, you don't get much renown at okay. the end of a round. So it's kind of hard for me to unlock characters right now. Gotcha. Because first character you unlock is 500 renown. I'd say I average between 100 and 200 renown a match. Uh-huh. But the matches can go pretty long because it's best of five. Right. So, you know, they can go pretty long long time. There are timers on there, so you can't just fuck around the whole time, but they can go long. Yeah. And the first one you unlock in each group is 500. So if I unlocked Sledge in the SAS group, the next person I try to unlock in the SAS group is in 1,000, and so on and so forth. So it does go up and gets to be a little bit more. Uh, but Sledge is actually one of my favorite ones that I have so far. And what he does is he carries a breaching hammer, and he can break through um, some walls mm-hmm. or, like, uh, some of the flimsier barricades okay he can just bust through them in one hit and just rips them down so the rest of the team can go in and it's pretty badass nice um actually a nice touch that they did with these was when you unlock a new operator they have like a little cinematic for each one of them to give you the rundown of their job yeah it's just kind of a cool little thing and i thought sledges was pretty badass Mm -hmm. um so he's an attacker the other attacker in the sas is thatcher he carries emp grenades um, the two defenders are Mute and Smoke. Mute carries a jammer that prevents UAVs, drones, and remote charges, which is fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, smoke carries explosive charges that release chemical gas. Okay. Yeah, one of the things I noticed when I was watching it on Twitch is before before the match even started, the I guess it was the attacking team got to run drones into the building to figure yeah. out where the placements of where people yep. were and barricades and stuff. So that's called the preparation phase. Okay. Um, I don't. I want to say it's about thirty seconds before yeah. the match actually starts. Sounds so right. the attackers, like Dan said, they have remote drones that go along the ground, and you can enter buildings through a gaps in the ground where barricades are. Uh-huh. 
Um, so the object, the objective there is to locate not necessarily where your enemies are, but where the objective is. Right. So if it's two bombs, you want to at least find one of them so you have like a general area that you they know you want to attack. Right. Yeah. Or if it's a hostage, you want to go in and find the hostage, obviously. Right. Um, another cool thing about this is that the defenders can also destroy the the bots, which I thought was the was defenders cool. can can destroy them, and the defenders are this whole time they're setting up. Um, for instance, Rook is one of the defenders that I use. His special ability or whatever is he carries a bag of armor, so he uh-huh. drops a bag of armor for the entire team, and you get a bonus to your armor, or whatever. Um, there's another guy who has like bulletproof barriers, so he can rip down the flimsy barricades and put up bulletproof ones, which is awesome because shooting through the walls and creating like a little sight space for you is is actually it's a pretty fucking awesome way right. to play the game, and it's it feels really cool when you kill somebody by doing that because uh, you can't do it in other games. Wall, yeah. yeah, just create these little holes in the walls, and if you see somebody, you just start blasting at the wall, and it's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so he does bulletproof. Um, barricade. So the whole time in the in the the pre match phase, everybody is doing their own thing, barricading walls, putting their um, trip mines across doors if that's what they carry, uh, putting barbed wire down to slow the enemies down. All of this cool shit is going on beforehand, which is is really fun. Um, so a few more of them. The FBI SWAT breeders have Thermite, who is an attacker. He has Thermite breaching charges. Thermite is picked damn near every match. Um, if that tells you anything, he's one of the ones that can bust through the heavy-duty barricades. Oh, gotcha. That so makes that's, sense. that's why people pick him, yeah. yeah. Um, Ash is an attacker who fires breaching charges from a long distance. Castle is the one that has the reinforced bulletproof uh, barricades for defending. Pulse is a defender who carries a heartbeat sensor. Um, one shitty thing about the operators is that if some... Say I, I have four of them right now. Two I picked two attackers, two defenders. If... Two of my teammates pick the two attackers I have. I have to be a recruit that doesn't have a special ability. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's kind of sucks. So that blows because, like I said, it takes forever for me to unlock somebody. So it's just like, damn it, yeah. you have to be quick to get there before anybody else does. Uh-huh. And of course, I tried to pick the ones that I saw a lot of other people picking because I figured they were more useful. Right. But at the same time, everybody else wants to use them too. Yeah. Um. Let's see, for the GIGN operators, Twitch is an attacker that pilots unmanned drones that can disable traps and deliver electric shocks to enemies. Montage is an attacker with an extendable shield that covers his entire body. Um, So some of the attackers carry just these big-ass, like, combat shields. Mm -hmm. And they are a pain in the dick because you cannot shoot through them. You just can't. Um, So you you have to have really good aim to hit them in the arms or the feet. Or hope that you can um, maneuver around pincer them, attack yeah. and like you know kind of surround them like a pack of wolves or something. Yeah. I literally saw that happen once. The last guy on the other team was he had a shield, so like three guys from my team just rushed him and had you had to kill him that way because it's just such a pain in the ass. Yeah. So this guy Montage has a shield that covers his entire body. Um, Rook is a defender who has the armor crate, like I said before. I use him a lot, uh, mostly because I don't have to think about it. Yeah, I just drop my armor drop on the ground and go. Um, Doc is a defender who has a stim pistol. So you can actually be revived in this. So if they don't completely kill you, you're just kind of downed, and you hold square to slow your blood loss. Doc can actually shoot you from a distance with a stim pistol to bring you back to life, so he doesn't okay. have to run over to you. 
and put himself in danger. Uh-huh. Because people will sit there and, and wait camp, for somebody to kill you. Yeah. Or to come over and try to uh, revive you, and they'll just pick you off. Um, that said, I don't see Doc picked ever. Glaz is an attacker from the Spetsnaz who has a flip sight scope allowing him to change the magnification of his zoom on the go. And that's kind of one of the things that I like about the operators is not any, they don't have like some crazy ability. Yeah. It's something simple, but it's something useful. Right. And I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuse is an attacker who uses cluster charges. So they latch onto walls and they release grenades that shoot into the opposite side of the wall. It's really cool. What I've seen done a lot of times is there will be, say you're in like a kitchen on the second floor and you know that the, the enemies are in the basement that's where a bomb is. Somebody will put their cluster charge through there in a certain square that is destructible and you just hear all these grenades drop down and just shoot off in all these directions and you can just try to clear out the room. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. It's, it's actually especially useful if you don't know where the bomb is. Right. Because you have no idea where any of these guys are and you just fucking just let these cluster charges go and it's really cool. Capcan is a defender with a Spetsnaz who has entry denial device, which allows him to set traps and entrances like windows and door frames. Um, Tachanka is a defender who's probably the next one I'm going to get. He has a mounted LMG that the entire team can use. So you can just set it up yeah. and it's there if your team wants to go. Another one where you don't have to think about it. Yeah. The only thing you have to think about is where you're going to put it. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And the last group, the D- GSG-9 operators. Blitz is an attacker who carries a G-52 tactical shield which can use a flash to blind enemies, which is really cool, and be used as mobile protection. IQ is an attacker who uses electronics detector to locate any electronics in range. Um, so, say you, one of the defenders has set up an electric charge that will go off when you come through the door, this character can sense that uh-huh. and say, hey, don't go through this fucking door. Right. Well, like I did once and get blown to shit. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Um, Eric. You know what? And I thought to myself, these guys are probably like, didn't he hear it? Because you can kind of hear something's going on. But yeah. I saw what I did. I was sledged, so I tore down a barricade, and this guy happened to be running right in front of me. Didn't know that I had tore it down, so of course I went running after him and just blown up. Because <laughs> somebody <laughs> put a charger at the door. But that's, that's the great thing about this game. Yeah. Yager is a defender who uses an active defense system to intercept grenades before they detonate. And Bandit is a defender who sets high-tension shock wire on metallic gadgets dealing damage to enemies. So those are your operators. Um, there's going to be, I believe, eight more operators coming Wow! with the DLC packs. Yeah. They will cost money, obviously. Um, I wasn't sure what was in the season pass, and I thought that was kind of important with this game. It's absolutely important. Right. So I wanted to talk about for, that for a little any bit. Game nowadays. Yeah. Any multiplayer game nowadays. I should say there's there's 11 more maps, or I'm sorry, the game launched with 11 maps, um, and each of them has their own day and night version, which is kind of cool. I've played, I, I always just prefer the night. I yeah, think it's, it's, it's just cool. a better atmosphere to rush yeah. into someplace like that. Um, Eight more maps have been announced to be released in 2016. Two maps are going to be available in each of the four expansions. Um, most of the information I got, by the way, is from IGN. I should say that. Um, all the maps are going to be free to everybody. So you do not need to get uh, a DLC or That's season pass for that. Really good idea. Yeah, it is. Very much so. Um, the only thing is, with the season pass, you get like a week early access to it. Okay. So whatever. That's um, a, it's an easy way not to fragment the player base, though. Exactly. Exactly. Just giving all the maps to everybody. Battlefront. Yeah. Um, 
Rainbow Six Siege Season Pass includes seven-day exclusive early access to eight new operators that players can instantly add to their roster upon release, a permanent 5% renown boost, which I want to talk more about, to allow players to unlock content quicker, uh, Season Pass Porter Weapon Skins, Safari Bundle of Five Weapon Skins, two extra daily renown earning cha- earning challenges. So those are like in Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone, there's daily challenges. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Makes sense. And 600 R6 credits that can be used to purchase additional in-game content. And I wasn't sure what R6 uh, credits were, so I got on and looked before I came, and I'm going to talk about that. Um, So they plan to release four content expansions for Rainbow Six this year, Uh, first of which is called Operation Black Ice and will come out in January with two new operators, a new map, and other extras. Uh, So you can get the gold edition of Rainbow Six will cover everything for you or you can get the base game for 60 bucks and then the $30 season pass if you so choose to do so isn't it like 85 if you get the golden edition i think you save like five bucks i looked at it and thought about it but yeah i think it was like 85 bucks or something like that okay um so i wanted to talk about the renown you can buy renown boosters so again i'm going to compare it to heroes of the storm where i would buy a weekly experience boost to increase my chances of leveling up and getting, you know, whatever the weird satisfaction I got out of that. Um, so it's the same kind of thing. You you buy a renowned boost for there's a day pass. I think there's actually, hang on, I took a screenshot of it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Has some pricing involved too. So I wanted to touch on that stuff and I knew I'd forget. Okay. So renowned passes, there's a day pass, a three day pass, a seven day pass, and a 30 day pass. Uh, the only one I got a price for was the 30-day pass, and that's 1,400 of the R6 credits. Oh, so you can earn those. Can you earn like earn those by doing stuff in-game, or you just buy no. those? R6 so, credits can only be purchased okay, with so cash. What did you say? You got, you got them for buying the game, or if you get the season pass, you get them? You do get 600 R6 credits for, for the season pass. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what, okay. You do not get any R6 credits if you buy the base game. Gotcha. Right. So you can buy currency packs, R6 credits, with your cash. So $10 will get you 1,200 credits. $20 will get you 2,400 credits. $35 will get you 4,200 credits. And $50 will get you 6,000 R6 credits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. The thing about these is that if you have a team that all has renowned boosters, you get... Excuse me, even an increased amount of Renown Booster? An extra boost, huh? Yeah, so you can actually see it before you go into the game. It'll show you who has it, which I don't like. Yeah, because if you don't have it and you're the one guy on your team that doesn't have it, you're probably going to get singled out. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, dude. You know, that's bound to happen. Open up your wallet, cheap ass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The whole thing is kind of greasy to me. Right. I don't like that. Okay. Because we're not talking about a free-to-play game like Heroes of the Storm where it's We're going to talk about that at the end of this segment a little bit. We can talk about it now. I'm pretty much done describing the game, but it's... I mean, what did you think of the the game overall? Overall? Yeah. I really like the game. Okay. Um, I just can't recommend it to anybody that doesn't have people to play it with. Okay. If you're gonna play it by yourself, I don't. I can't recommend it. I yeah. really can't. Even, even unless you're maybe really into tactical first person. You'd have to be super into it, in my opinion. Like gotcha. super into it. Yeah. I, and like it, the guy that runs the show, like, goes into a game and tells everybody what to do. And can I tell you that I love playing with that guy? Yeah. 
because, and I loved it in Heroes of the Storm too. If you remember, I talked about this. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily like to be the lead, the leader in those because I'm not going to put the time in. Right. If I put the time in and I knew exactly what I was doing, sure, I'd, yeah. I'd, that's fine. But but if I haven't, I'm the same way. I'd rather follow orders and something. like yeah, that. Yeah. Th- I'd much rather listen to somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Knows. The the one time I remember it was in the beta. I played with this one dude for a few matches who was a fantastic leader. He knew what every operator did. He was telling me where to go barricade. He's like, you need to go barricade in this room and that room. And he'd show me if I didn't know where it was. And it was fantastic. Like yeah. I felt like I was actually adding more to the team. Right. And that is what the best thing about this game is. If you have people to play with and you could have a good five-man squad or at least a three-man squad, whatever, because you'd probably want to have at least three guys to be the majority. Yeah. It would be fucking amazing yeah. to play with a group like that. It just would be, I think, I don't know if this is going to turn into an eSport or anything, but I, in my opinion, like, this game would be so much fun to watch and can be so intense in certain situations. Yeah. Like, the e- I, th- I feel like this would be a great eSport game, personally. Mm-hmm. Um the weapon play and gunplay isn't fantastic. I don't. I feel like it's kind of clunky. It just feels weird. I don't know how to describe it. Will Will said he kind of felt the same way. Yeah. With yeah, his... like the, the ten minutes that I played, it was like it felt like floaty and not like smooth. I guess you can say. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's just a little bit clunky. Yeah. But end of the day, I really do enjoy the game. It's it's a it's a fun game to play. I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad I only paid thirty bucks for it. Just because I don't have anybody to really play it with, yeah. at least at this point. Um, I just want to make sure I covered everything that I wanted to. Yeah, because uh, what what I wanted to get into is there was an article posted on Kotaku. Um, I believe it was Nathan Grayson, right? Yeah. It, it was this morning, and uh, he argued that first-person shooters without a single-player campaign should not be $60. I agree. I, um, I think we all are kind of in agreement there. Um, but but some of the points he made is because, um, you know, these games are not just, like, $60. Like, uh, we you know, you brought up Battlefront earlier. Uh, Battlefront is really, like, a $110 game. Absolutely. Um, he, he, he argued that because there there's a lot of good free-to-play shooters or really inexpensive shooters – uh, that you can get into that have huge player bases, partly because they're either free or inexpensive. Um, a game like Battlefront, like um, I actually read in the comments somewhere, someone saying that some of the modes in Battlefront are already like ghost towns uh, because no one wants to play them. Only you people can get are, that game for thirty bucks right now. People are only playing uh, uh, Walker Assault, really. Um, but he he argued that like right off the bat, you're you're cutting off some of your sales. Uh, and multiplayer games like that, especially you know first-person shooters, live and die by their player base. Yeah. Um, so you're see you're, Titanfall for this. Ti- Titanfall Evolve was another one Battle that he brought Front up. Ha- had to look no further than Titanfall to yeah. know that this game had no legs. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said, you got your sixty bucks. If if they had charged even half that, thirty bucks, you would ha- you would have had that many more sales, that more, many more people uh, uh, playing it. So. The I, reason I, I think to... Siege is maybe a little different is because I feel like it could have the esports thing to it. Right. I, well, you watched it, Dan, on Twitch. What did you think? Well, it's funny that you mentioned the esports thing because I actually the the person I watch is someone I've been following on Twitch for a while, and she's a, a first person shooter like coach oh. for that type of game. She's, okay. She coaches people as a as a job in that huh. type of, in that type of game. So yeah, it's definitely got the esports feel to it. 
Yeah, I mean, did you did you watch any matches? Oh yeah. Did you were you into it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it kind of intense. It, it was right? very cool. Uh, it started off kind of bad because someone had left their mic on and they were talking about. They were talking about some Nintendo game that they were playing, yeah. and it was just throwing off the entire team. And someone after that, the first match is like, "Dude, shut off your microphone." That's the thing. And he did. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize." At least I he left was it good on. about it. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. <laughs> was but funny. like, I I enjoy almost as much it, playing the game as I do when I'm dead. Yeah, like trying to help the team through through that. It's definitely a fun game to watch. I I feel like if you could like switch around perspectives too and see like uh as you would in in like an esport cuz they have the ability to like move to different characters and stuff like I was just watching one You can person. move cameras. Can you? Yeah, okay. as long as the cameras haven't been shot out. Oh, okay, there you go. So if the cameras are left alone, you can uh-huh. move to different cameras. Yeah. You can move to different player perspectives also. Yeah, I think that would be a very fun game to like to for like uh you know, to be produced and stuff and mm-hmm. have, have like producers in the background, like moving around a lot. Like this is a good shot. This is, yeah. is going to be some action here. Like or for instance, whatever, one you know. match that I played, uh, it's in like this warehouse, right? Yeah. And there's a bomb. I died pretty, pretty quickly as usual. So I was on a camera that was outside facing the corner of the warehouse. Um, the rest of my team was still alive and they're like setting up and it, you, it's cool cause you can see where your teammates are in the building. Uh, it's like a outline of wherever they are yeah. with a, their gamer tag or whatever. Um, so I was just watching outside the building and sure shit, here comes the enemies. Like one of them's up on the roof. Uh, one of them's dropping down the side of the roof and two other ones are coming in through this main front door where one of my guys is standing. And I told him, I was like, dude, careful. Two of the guys are right outside the door. One of them has a shield. Like, you can tell them exactly what's going on. And if yeah. somebody has a shield, that's a big difference yeah. to them not having a shield right, in that exactly. team. Because he can just fucking come in and, and guard the guy behind him and just soak bullets. And he's like, you tell me when they come through that door. I've got a C-charge, C4 charge, charge strapped to that door. You just tell me when they come in. And that is so fucking cool. Yeah. The teamwork that can go into that game is amazing yeah and like you said like uh watching it as an esport a well-oiled two well-oiled oh, machine teams going, going at against each, each other that that would be a lot of fun to watch fantastic definitely so i think that's why this game has more it's legs a to bit it different yeah as opposed to something like battlefront battlefront um, has no it has no depth this game has depth yeah so but Corey, i wanted to get your opinion on it because uh you even try to even if you don't necessarily agree you like to play devil's advocate what's your what's your thoughts on the the multiplayer only first person shooters being a full sixty price full full price sixty dollar game. I'm fine with it. Like it, it's all you know based on what you get out of the game, and I think a lot of people would get sixty dollars worth of content out of the game. But I think Nathan Grayson's right in in his main argument, which is when you price a game like that, you immediately alienate like a whole bunch of people who would end up being your community that sustains your game right for much longer than you know like we talked about battlefront already having small lobbies and stuff like that and that's why so many games do the free to so many multiplayer games do the free-to-play thing yeah free-to-play with microtransactions specifically cosmetic stuff right like team team fortress is is another example of a like a a free game uh has a huge community still with uh you know i don't even know if that has microtransactions i think it does and we're talking about a Tom Clancy game. If we were talking about like a Call of Duty or something that uh, you knew a bunch of people were going to buy into, that's one thing. But like a Tom Clancy game, which granted it has its hardcore followers, it doesn't have the what's the word prestige that like one of the AAA heavy hitters yeah. has. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
I, I kind of agree with him in that sense, for sure. Yeah. I think the other thing that Siege is doing that's smart, and we talked about a little bit, was that they're going to give the maps to everybody for free. Yeah, so yeah. you're not segmenting your player base. That's another thing that I don't believe Battlefront's doing. No, Battlefront You have is, to pay for everything yeah. that comes out. Of course. So... I think that Siege is smart in doing that, and that's going to give it more legs, too. Yeah. So what does the season pass get you, then? I went over all Siege. that, Corey. New no, cla- I know, but if new, it's not maps. New classes yep. and, and uh, yeah. weapon skins and it's stuff. It's basically weapon skins, um, R6 credits, and early access to the maps and operators. Yeah. I don't see... You know how I was talking about how you have to unlock the operators with Renown? Yeah. I don't know if... If you buy the season pass, that you just get those operators when they or come get out, access to them eventually and unlock to unlock. Yeah, I don't know if they're just unlocked and usable for you, and you don't have to use renown to unlock them like everybody yeah. else will have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Like if you're paying another thirty dollars, I feel like they should just give, give those you, give operators those to you, and not yeah. have to unlock them. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that does get to be a bit much for me. For me, but again, I suck. So. Yeah. And I don't even mean, like, I don't even know if I'm necessarily arguing that, like, Battlefront should have been free, but $60? It shouldn't have been $60. I would have I would have paid 30 for it, probably. Uh, you know, $30. It's with, already with, on sale for $30. I know. That's, that that's the been, thing. I mean, that could have been their plan is get all those people who are going to buy it to pay 60 and then just drop the price shortly after to get yeah, more people into the that's game. that's rotten. Greasy. That's business. That's business. You're right. What's more interesting to me is how Overwatch is going to be sixty dollars, and I think, like 40. I was saying before, uh, be that's where what it's going to be forty. Oh, I thought it was sixty. No, that's they have a, they have a sixty dollars version, but it's going to be forty. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, at least a higher price, um, and I think that's where Nathan Grayson's argument kind of falls apart. And what I was pointing out a little bit earlier is how like developers and games with prestige like that will get enough people in and playing and the community will remain active so long as the game is good well i know for me uh that put me out of i don't care about overwatch anymore i'm not gonna i don't think i'm gonna spend 40 dollars on it really i would have played it if it was free because i don't don't like multiplayer games really like i would have played it for a month like i always do and then move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. uh if i you know if it was free i might play for pay play for a little longer or i might have only played for a month but at least this way, I save my forty bucks. You know. Well, they don't want you anyway, then, Dan. Well, no, because I, you know, you know Buzz how I feel off. about Blizzard. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. But, well, did you have any thoughts from your fifteen minutes? Mm, other than the shooting feel, were you, weird, were you into the situations really. at all, or? I mean. I only did one, so it was oh, okay. really hard to... And it was just like I killed everybody and yeah. moved on. That's the first one you just go in and kill. Okay. Yeah, so... I mean, I can see myself really liking this game, but like, if I'm playing with like you... Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, no, starting Friday next week, I'm like pretty much done. All right, cool. Maybe I so. can get Alex to get it, too. Yeah, Because we, de- we definitely should, because and we could stream it. That'd be so fun. So fun. And I plan on playing a lot of video games during my break. Not a boy. During to catch your, up. Your hiatus. Let's let's school. definitely do that then. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool. How do you feel about full price multiplayer games, Will? As someone that owns Evolve. Although you got that from one of your friends bought that for you, right? Or did you pay for it? I got that for free. Okay. Uh I would not have bought it otherwise. Okay. Because the DLC situation with that was a little ridiculous, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with you guys. I, I mean, forty dollars in my opinion is like the best price point for multiplayer only games because if there's no single player to it, I won't. I don't have the time to play the multiplayer games online to be really good and want to keep playing it. And I get bad and I get frustrated, so I stop playing. So I don't really get the sixty dollars worth out of it. Yeah. So that's just how I am personally at this point. Okay. Yeah. I hear that. I'm the same way. Okay. That's but why I, I only play Swat and Halo. Developers yeah. need to make the money. So I mean. Well, right, but but I mean, I guess uh, Grayson's point was uh, that they they might end up making more money if they release their game for free. Um, microtransactions free with microtransactions you keep you have more players to start with um the yeah. amount of money that heroes of the storm got from me was probably pretty obscene yeah well exactly yeah, yeah that's true and they i know they're afraid to do that because a lot of their pre-orders are a big thing with with the industry you know so they can kind of gauge what their sales are going to be like um so the only reason i pre-order anymore is because i get ten dollar yeah. gift certificates <laughs> yeah, at best buy best buy yeah yeah. So. Otherwise, there's no reason to. As Corey said, have you ever gone and they were sold out? That doesn't happen Not anymore. anymore. Or just, that, and if they are, just get it digitally. Yeah. yeah. Or go to the other store. Yeah, go to go the to other, other store, store around the corner. <laughs> That's what, what did I go to? I actually, yeah, I went to buy. What did I go to buy at GameStop? And they're like, nope, only for pre-orders. So I walked right down to Best Buy, which was next door. And Oh, yeah, that was a couple years ago. There. Was it Monster Hunter, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Someone will have it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts? No, that's it, Dan. Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. Uh, We'll take a quick break and be back with Nibble Bits in our weeks in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 229 of the Thumbs to Gathlete podcast. We are now in our Nibble Bits segment. I'm going to go first, I think. I don't think I usually go first, do I? Never. Hit it, Dan. This is the first time in 229 episodes. (laughs) It may it may very well be. Uh, two quick ones. Uh, these are both on the upcoming VR headsets. The Valve and HTC partnered headset known as the Vive will be commercially available in April 2016. No word yet on cost. Everyone seems to think it's going to be around three hundred dollars for the for these headsets. So, um, April, set your calendar for the Vive. For the Vive, yep, that's Vive. The, the HTC Vive or Vive. I don't, I don't know. I now, don't think I've ever heard it pronounced. What is that Vive. for? Exactly, is that for PC computers? Yeah, okay. it's the same as Oculus Rift. Okay, a lot of people think that they're not, not going to have like proprietary software for the most part. That any game that works with VR will work with either headset. Right. Apparently, Vive, Vive, is according it? to Gamespot. Okay, Vive, the Vive. So, yeah, that's April. Uh, and then my other nibble bit is the Oculus Rift will come with one of the better VR games, apparently, from what I've heard, uh, E-Valkyrie, bundled, along with the Xbox One controller. So, Corey, when you get your Oculus Rift, it's going to come with E-Valkyrie and an I Xbox that, controller. Uh, the like, Oculus Rift dream is dead, Dan. Uh, <laughs> pipe dream? Just, just a silly pipe dream. Yeah, I don't, th- I, don't think I'm gonna be, I don't think I'm going to be an early adopter. I think I'm going to wait. Someone here is going to be an early adopter. Are oh, you? Yeah? Not for Oculus. Eric. Oh, okay. What? Oh, I thought you were going to be the early adopter. I am. PlayStation VR, day one. Oh, yeah, Morpheus or whatever it's called now. PlayStation, PlayStation VR. VR now. That's silly. Cheryl just left it at Morpheus. I like Morpheus. Morpheus is a cool name. Yeah. I'm in. 
So that's my VR news. Uh, that's supposed to come out. They're all supposed to come out uh, in the next first year. Ha- first half of next year. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll hear pricing details before then. But I anticipate they'll all cost about the same. So that's my nibble bits. Uh, Corey, what do you got for nibble bits? It finally happened. Final Fantasy VI is out on Steam. Yeah. December 16th. Ooh. Tried to track down a price, but I couldn't find one. I assume it'll be 10 or 15. 16. 16 bucks? Yep. Um, oh. Green Man Gaming already has it, though. So you, if you use your 20% off, it's, I think it comes to like 12 something, 1240. Oh, boy. Or whatever. Because I was going to buy it. a shitty version, though? Did I read that? It's the, it's the mobile version with the updated updated graphics updated uh, okay it's it's shitty because people don't like the yeah the updated sprites i don't i'll admit that i, don't. I remember I, you saying I, that. I prefer the classic sprites but i think you guys are crazy <laughs> yeah don't include me in that Corey. i'm not one of those guys yeah, that plays that game yeah eric's indifferent to the whole thing i give a shit what it looks like one of the quotes uh called it hideous i would not would you go that far Dan, no no hideous? no I, just, I would. I, I wouldn't call it hideous. I just don't <laughs> like. It didn't need to be changed, you know. Yeah. Why did Why did they? I don't know. It's It's definitely clear, and you can like see facial expressions and stuff. So maybe there was that, but uh, I don't know. Gotcha. It didn't need to be changed. I like it. I think a lot of characters benefited from it. Some stayed the same, in my opinion. Okay. But. Who benefited from it? Uh, Kafka. Kafka definitely. Setzer Gabbiani okay. looks cooler. Uh, Cyan looks less like a. Like Old a, man, like a yeah, less like a no. He looks less like an like an Italian uh, samurai. <laughs> the best way Italian to describe samurai. It. Emperor Gestal doesn't look like a dog. <laughs> he looks like an old yeah. person, like he's supposed to. Yeah, but then some characters just kind of look the same. Yeah, but, like Sabin. Whatever. I'm still gonna buy it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, I'm... you're gonna buy it. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. You kidding me? I don't know when, but I will buy it. I'm at the Floating Continent on my mobile playthrough right now. I can't play it on mobile anymore. It just doesn't work very well. God, you guys make me sick. (laughs) Moving along. PlayStation Now is down to $100 for 12 months of games streaming. That equals $8 a month, uh, which I think is a good price point because it's right in the Netflix, Spotify wheelhouse. Um, That seems to be the number that people put on their monthly media consumption mm-hmm. um if i had a playstation i don't know the, the article that i read um from Engadget suggested no matter what you do do the seven day try free trial first yeah and see if you like it see if, your internet can handle say, it. see if your internet connection is fast enough right right because the logistics of it uh may or may not work for you and also um you know if there's absolutely no games in there you want to play then it might not be worth it but they did yeah. Just add this week, they added a bunch of Warner Brothers games, uh, like the Lego games and Batman games. Uh, and they had the big, what was it, Namco they added like a month ago. Yeah, I don't know. A bunch yeah. of games, they added like 105 new games. Yeah, there's some good stuff on there. Definitely some stuff that I missed that I wouldn't yeah. mind playing. Yeah. Uh, people were complaining like $8 a month to play a game you don't even own. I'm like, how many people do that with Netflix? Yeah, you to, know, watch to watch a TV a movie show that you don't know. know. Oh, the bitching from video gamers is out of oh, hand. It's, um, I can't handle it. It's actually on a lot of other Sony devices too. Uh, our Blu-ray player is, is starting to crap the bed, so we're we're gonna get a new Blu-ray player before too long. And the Sony Blu-ray player that I picked out actually has PlayStation Now on it. It's on a lot of TVs. Yep, it's on TVs. I can only imagine it'll be available on mobile devices before too long. 
So that's great. Yeah, and I assume those those TVs uh, that are PlayStation Now ready can you can just plug a DualShock into, right? Yeah, I don't even even I don't know that you need to plug it in. Blue, they're Bluetooth. So. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. What a good uh, a sa- a sales pitch too for you know guy that used to play video games all the time and yeah. now has a lot of money to throw around and doesn't really play video games and hey guy a at Best Buy. doesn't yeah. want to you got a hundred bucks for a year play, yeah you can play whatever. these old games that you probably used to play yeah back in the day for eight bucks a month you get two hundred and fifty of these video games and all you need is a controller mm-hmm. yeah so that's cool yeah. um my last one Dark Souls three is out April twelfth mm-hmm I gotta make a list of the games that I'm gonna get next year. There's a lot of them. Me too. Damn. The next next year's looking good. Yeah, it is already. After, Are you gonna get that on Steam, year. Dan? Of course. <laughs> what else would I buy it on? It's not coming to the Wii U. You freeloader. I don't care. It's fine. Will and I are splitting it digitally, nice. as yeah. we are every game from now on. Yep. <laughs> nice. That's all. Okay. What do you got, Will? All future Overwatch Heroes maps will be free for all the players. Now, this was a big thing when people were going to buy the game. Uh, since it's going to be a $40 game, or 60 depending on which version you buy, a lot of people were worried that uh, Blizzard was going to have a lot of DLC and have it be paid. But they came out in a blog post saying that everything that they add post-release uh, is going to be free for all the players, which is good because a lot of people were really worried about that. Does that, now, mean, does that mean they're not going to have expansions? Who knows? Or is it just, you know, anything they add is going to be free, you know, from then on? I don't know how expansions would work because there's not really, like, a main story It would probably component. just be like Heroes, right, where they add a map here and there and new heroes and yeah. characters. That's kind of the impression I got. Who knows what their plans are for this game because they do say there is some sort of, like, story component yeah. to it. That It just seems weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. Does it seem weird, a $40 game, that everything's going to be free after you buy it? It just seems weird. It doesn't seem very Blizzard Activision to me. Maybe there's something behind it that's going to be shady. I don't know. I, I'm not saying shady. I just I just can't imagine that they wouldn't put out some sort of expansion that you have to pay for in oh, a few I years. Oh, they will. Yeah. Diablo. That's, what, that, that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a single-player game. This isn't. Yeah. Can I ask what comes in the $60 package? Yeah, I don't even know. It's a know. lot of skins and a couple other weird Experience stuff. boosters. I like skins. <laughs> I do, too. I wish more games would be, like, less expensive and have that sort of stuff in it, you know? I agree. Because I like... I'd pay for it. Yeah. I have no problem buying skins I bought for skins and Heroes of the Storm damn near every week. I didn't, but only because I knew I wasn't going to play it for very long. <laughs> Eric, You're smart. Thing you weren't playing during the two-week... 50% sale. I know. <laughs> I would have bought everything. I didn't turn the game on. During oh, time. smart. Yeah. I would have finally had my Nazebra. <laughs> the Nazebra. <laughs> forgot about that. Don't ever uh, forget Nazebra. Never forget. Uh, and my last little bit is something that me and Dan uh, probably only care about, but Bravely Second End Layer. Uh, got a February 26th release date in Europe, which means around then it'll be coming to the U.S. Yeah. So that's exciting. I yes. can't wait to play that. I'm excited for that, too. Fire, Is Fire that Emblem. Is that going to be day one for you, Dan? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
definitely. Yeah, because uh, they apparently improved upon the one thing I didn't like about the game, which was the grindy second half. Oh, God. Incredibly grindy second half. <laughs> I don't mind a little grinding. It's fine, but that that was just... 20 by, plus by, hours By any <laughs> standard is is ri- ridiculous grinding. Strip so. club night grinding. <laughs> I would like to see Eric try to play through that grinding. I There's played no that game, remember? Yeah, but you got... How far did you get? Until I had had enough of the grind. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. About right. twenty hours. That's nothing. I think it took me seventy. It took me seventy-seven hours to beat Brave Default. Fuck that. Yeah, that was all that was on. Right. Uh, I could never 3DS. play a game like that for any more than thirty hours. It hurt, I don't think it hurt my hands. That was on my old smaller 3DS. The bigger one's a little bit easier to handle, which is nice. That was is my little purple one. Around that time, too, Dan. It's in. It's early in the in the year. I hope it's not at the same time. I hope it's at least March. I'm about to find out. Yeah, I don't I know that they have a release date for it. Time. So, okay. Yeah. Anything else, Will? No, that's all I had. Alrighty. <clears throat> what do you got, Eric? I got two, Dan. Nibble bits. Well, I got two, and then coverage. I got I got some coverage. Uh, the two nibble bits that I had specifically tweeted. Witcher 3 dev, uh, CD Projekt Red, their next game, Cyberpunk 2077, is apparently coming out next year. Yeah, that's been the rumor floating around. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Do you know what this game's about? Yeah. It's based on the, it's a cyberpunk game, obviously. It's yeah. based on the pen and paper series, Cyberpunk. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. I don't, I never played it, but I was familiar with it back in the day. I, I, I bet you can guess which friend of ours oh, was into it. The, the Legend of Graham. Yeah. Wow. I never got to play it with him, but... It's kind of like a cyberpunky game, right? Yeah, it's, it's like kind of <laughs> cyberpunky, you know, kind of cyber, kind of punky. I got gotcha. you. 2077. Apparently it's supposed to be a pretty open world game and hopefully like kind of deep RPG elements. Sure. That's exciting. Cool. Uh, and my second one, uh, Destiny's Future, immediate future starting next year, 2016, is not paid expansions in the the large form, but now microtransaction based events, which they didn't really expand upon what that's going to be. But I thought that sucked. I don't it like that. Sucky. Doesn't that sound shitty? Yeah. I don't know. Well, one of the, I don't know where I read this, but uh, one of the game journalists I follow said uh, that there was a little bit of a difference in long-term strategy between Bungie and Activision. Okay. Activision wanted a revenue stream game, whereas Bungie wanted to just make a game game, you know? A revenue stream game is like a MMORPG yeah. that you get script subscription for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Bungie, because, you know, Activision is the one doing the game, I guess, that uh, they they kind of started leaning in that, that direction. Hmm. So... I don't know. I don't think this bodes well for Destiny. But I guess we'll see what happens and what they're going to add. Yeah. Um, all right. So we want to go over some of the Game Awards stuff. Yeah. And some of the PlayStation Experience stuff. Let's start with the Game Awards since that was first anyway. Um, let's go over the list of winners before we talk about some of the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good news it. that came out of that. Okay, here's the winners. All right. Best Family Game. Went to Corey's favorite, Super Mario Maker. Huh? Um, I could see that. Dan, did you ever sit down with the children's and 
No. Maybe the sun? No. Put some blocks on the screen? No? No. I never thought of that. Okay. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat X. Mm-hmm. Best multiplayer game, Splatoon. A lot of people were peeved about that one. I wasn't. No, I really like Splatoon. It's the, probably the people that didn't play Splatoon. It's way better than yeah. Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. It's different. Or Battlefront. It's different. Or yeah. any of them. Was Battlefront even nominated? I hope it was I don't nominated. remember. This doesn't list the nominees. I don't remember the nominees. Uh, best mobile slash handheld game, Lara Craft Go. Am I the only mm. one that played that? I think so. Yeah. It's good. It's a it. good game. Um, eSports Team of the Year, Optic Gaming. Who cares? eSports Player of the Year, Kenny... Kenny S. Shrub from Counter-Strike. Uh, Esports Game of the Year, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Most anticipated game went to No Man's Sky. Is that still a, anybody's most anticipated game? No. I don't know if I have a most anticipated game. I just look forward to games. Yeah. Mine would probably be Dark Souls 3 at this point. boy, Dan. <laughs> Corey? Yeah. Shaking your head over there. Will, do you, do you have one? Who? You. Most anticipated game for next year so far. Do you have uh, one? I'd have to look. Yeah, I'd like to see a list in front of me, but top of my head, I can't think of one. That Maybe I'm Far like, Cry Primal. There's a lot that oh, I'm excited man. for, but not one specifically that I'm like, oh, fuck, I cannot wait for that. Yeah. Uh, best narrative was Her Story. I don't believe any of us played that. No, I've heard nothing but good things. Trending Gamer went to Greg Miller, who I'm a big fan of, so I was happy to see that. Yep. Um, best Indie Game, Rocket League. Easy pickings. Great game. Stupid. <laughs> Shut up, Will. <laughs> Best sports slash racing game went to Rocket League also. Games for impact? Well, I don't know what that means. I guess it's like games for change, right, Corey? Isn't that what? Uh... Yeah. I think it's kind of like our ambassador game. Maybe. Yeah. Life is Strange was the winner, mm-hmm. which is one that I do kind of want to get to before we do our awards. Yeah, it's a big one. Oh, yeah, I do too. Another yeah. one I've... Not really heard a bad thing about. No, I haven't either. Best fan creation, Portal Stories by Mel. Yeah, that's I've heard that's amazing. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Developer of the Year uh, went to CD Projekt Red for The Witcher 3. Best Art Direction, Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, best Action Adventure Game, Metal Gear 5. Best Score and Soundtrack, Metal Gear 5. Best Performance to Viva, if that's pronounced correctly, Viva Seifert for her story. Uh, game of the Year went to Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Best role-playing game, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Best shooter, Splatoon. So, nice. what do you guys think overall? That's about what I would expect. There's not really any surprises in there, I didn't think. Doesn't much matter. No. It's just kind of cool that they have it. Yeah. Respect Keeley for that. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there, and there was a couple things that came out of that. Did you want well, to talk I about Red? Okay. Um, so they did... Some Uncharted, but jank. Uh, Walking Dead, Telltale, released their new Walking Dead. Well, they didn't release it. They show what it's going to be. It's based on Michonne, who I believe is a character in there already, correct? She sure is. All right, Michonne. Uh, first episode premieres February 2016. I believe that's only a three-part story yeah. from what I heard. Um, Hopefully they adjust the price accordingly. <laughs> Uh, Keely mentioned how Konami prevented Kojima from coming to the awards. Yeah, that that, that was uh, one of the big... Threw big, them right under the bus. Yeah, big things that came out of that. Corey, did you happen to see that? Mm-mm. You didn't? I heard about it, though. I oh, read okay. about it. It was awesome. Oh, man, he called them right out. Yeah. It was great. You know what? He was classy about it. He was. He's just like, here's what happened. Yep. There you go. That was great. 
Um, Rocket League has been announced for Xbox One in February 2016. I'm actually really excited about this, and I wasn't at first until I remembered that my buddy Jeff has an Xbox One, and I cannot wait to play this with him, because he's the dude that loves soccer and that I play FIFA with. Uh We're going to play the shit out of that. Um, They had a tribute to Satoru Iwata. Uh, New Quantum Break trailer that looked pretty cool. That actually might be my most anticipated game. I'm really excited for Quantum Break, yeah. Yeah. It's looked really cool every time I've seen it. Um, Debut trailer for Psychonauts 2, which is being crowdfunded. Yeah. um, Through Fig, so if you're interested in Psychonauts. Did any of us play Psychonauts? No, I I have it on Steam, and I'll play it at some point. What is it? It's it's a platform. It's kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie kind of game. Okay. Double fine. Double fine game. Uh, New Far Cry Primal trailer that looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you? I did watch that part. Okay. Corey, did you see it? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, baby. You can kind of tame wild animals like bears or tigers or whatever, and they fight with you. It looks awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, new Batman game coming from Telltale. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I'm a Batman fan. It's really the only way that Telltale can get me is if they... The re- we talk- Did we talk so- about yeah. this last week? If they Was it off-air, It might have been off-air. Yeah. Is if they... Pick the right universe for you. Exactly. Which they have. Or right uh, intellectual property, I guess. Um, they showed uh, the first story-based DLC for Rise of the Tomb Raider called Baba Yaga, Temple of the Witch, which I actually read a little bit about, or I don't know if I read it or watched it in a video, but I guess that's based off of like a, I want to say it's like a Polish what wives tale or something like that oh that's cool yeah something cool like that i can't remember exactly what it was but it was something really neat like that it's like supernatural spirits and shit like that and somewhere like in eastern europe or something like that oh neat uh shack food sequel was announced which is weird Mm -hmm. i don't know nobody's interested in that clearly Uh, hey the first shack food was awesome yeah but we were also children it's true. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I don't know as if I remember anything else being worth anything. Greg Miller's acceptance speech for His Trendy speech Gamer was really good. I, I one of the things he did that I really liked was he picked out a specific name at the end of it was a environment designer I think for, for Rise, of, Rise the, of the Tomb Raider. Raider yes. Thanked her and thanked all the hardworking men and women who who make our video games for us. Uh, you know, some of, we can be ungrateful at times as gamers, but that's for damn sure. Uh, no, <laughs> but we do appreciate uh, your hard work that goes into our into our making our games. Was the gist of his speech? He said it a lot better than I I did. I just did, but uh, I he thought it was, I thought it was a nice moment. I did too. It was very very he's, well done. Uh, he's a good dude. Um, and then Dead Mouse performed at the end, and it just was awful. Yeah, I agree. No energy. Then he, then he played it off as if he didn't try. But why? Why would you? Why would you do that? I don't know. It's full Cause of shit. Because he's, he, he's a d bag. He's a dead mouse. All right. On the PlayStation experience, did anybody actually watch any of this? Mm-mm. I wanted to, but I was at work. Um, so they started off with Uncharted Four, and I guess the big thing with this, it looks kind of like what they showed is going to be the beginning opening cin- cinematics for the game. Um, it shows Nathan Drake and his brother being reunited. Um, but I guess the biggest thing that came out of that is that you're going to have dialogue branch choices, which has never been a part of Uncharted. Who knows how, how big of an impact they'll make in the game. I don't imagine it will be much from playing them. Right. Um, 
Then they went to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which you actually we saw some footage from. I was really surprised that they had anything to show. Yeah. For that. Um, what'd you think of the way that stuff looked? It looks looks cool. Yeah. It does. Who, who knows ultimately when it comes out? Corey. But... Well, we saw what was it, the Last Guardian footage, like <laughs> eight yeah. years ago. You know. Well, we need to talk about this a little further, I feel yeah. like, because now the time to do that. Drop the bomb. Let's hear it. So yeah. then after, they didn't announce this during the press conference, but afterwards it came out, uh, and I believe uh, it was a giant beast or giant bomb I was listening to. I think they were talking about how a press release was kind of put out there to people kind of whisper, oh, by the way, this is going to be split up into different parts. Not necessarily episodic. For, from what I gathered, it sounds more like a Final Fantasy X, ten two kind of thing, or 13, 13 2, or whatever uh-huh. that they like to do. Um, and they justify this by saying that the game is too big, and it's, I don't know if it's too big to fit on a disc or, or what. It's just yeah. too big or too much. Um, so what do you guys think of that? You're the Final Fantasy guys. Well, here's what I think happened. I, I, and I told you guys, but I'll, I'll talk about it on air. Uh, what what I think happened was th- this game's a long way from being done, I think. And I think what they want to do is they want to get the beginning of the game done and release it. So, By for, beginning, for people that don't know Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII was split up into th- into three discs mm-hmm. uh, when it came out. So I would assume that they'll have that, like, that kind of cut off. So Podcast Beyond speculated that they think that the first game that's the first, released, the first section that's released, yeah. is going to be Midgar, and the end is going to be you leaving Midgar. And the next disc will pick up from there. Okay. Like a 15 to 20 hour first disc. Yeah. See, I don't remember how long it took me for any of that stuff, but... I haven't the foggiest yeah. context for that. No, I just think that's that's a way for them to speed it up to release because I think that's what I, they said I think I think they they realized that if they had waited until the game was all done, it would be three, years. three years from now, yeah. four years from now. So that's 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 what I think happened. So how do you feel I, about I don't, that? I don't believe that it's too big. Um, it's just going to take them a long time. Yeah, that's all. I don't. I don't know. I'll wait till it's all out. And then I'll judge, but Get the I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't buy game those game of the decade edition. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like even the Telltale games, like I don't buy them before they're before they're done. I sure. just I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to give. I don't want that to be how games are developed now, released no. in pieces like that. So I'll wait till it's all done, uh, and and buy it all at once. So Corey, mm-hmm. what's your what's your thought? Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I, I should I say I did. I don't like it, but. I hope it's good, I guess, is, is the best way to look at it. But uh, like I said about um, – what else? Are we, what other game were we talking about uh, for remakes? But anyway, uh, you know, no matter what, we'll still have the Final Fantasy VII we know and love. Yep. Uh, if they butcher it, then they butcher it. Um, but I hope they don't, and I hope it's really awesome, and I hope it pays tribute to that game and, and well, modernizes it and – I'm glad that you said that, Corey, because I, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but obviously they've all been talking about this, and the, whoever it was kind of said what Corey said. Like, if you want to play regular Final it's Fantasy VII, you absolutely can. Yep, it's, it's on, on Steam. It's even on PS4 now, yep. so you yeah. can play it there. So you should want them to kind of make something a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. And they're changing the battle system, as you've seen. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? 
Can't remember. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, like the, the like I understand because I'm kind of I'm kind of like I don't care that much, mm-hmm. uh, but I understand like people are, people are getting really upset about this stuff, which which I get because I feel like if this is a game that you played like during your formative years, I mean, think of your favorite TV show or whatever. Uh, if they remade it and butchered it by adding all these modern uh, modern things to it and like essentially ruined it for you, like. You know, you wouldn't wouldn't be happy about that. So I get why people are getting upset about it. I do, um, and I don't. Yeah, but I don't. I yeah, ultimately like, don't care. How does? But it I doesn't. Mean, it shouldn't yeah. affect you. Like you still have right. that memory of the game you loved as a kid. Just don't play the new one. Well, right. But you you also don't want the memory of your game like bastardized by modern modern gaming business don't play practices. It. Well, I know, but it's it's still there, and you're going to be made aware of it. It's like 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 a, like a show, or like a lot of people are upset with the modern Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remakes because it like it just bastardized what uh well that that I'm just saying I I get like if that's what you played in your formative years and that may be the only game you owned for years and played for years you don't want to see changes made to it. I don't and know. I and I get that. I don't buy that. I don't get it. I mean the other thing I was going to say is, go ahead Will. Dan is right cuz you can't use the logic of just don't play it. You can't use logic period. Because yeah, with that, people freak out about is, everything. This is precious to gamers, so they're yeah. going to freak out regardless. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, you're right. I, I guess really I just don't either. get excited about stuff like that. I just don't care. But um, the other thing I was going to say, and Will had actually expressed his concerns about them changing the story, which I guess they're not changing the story necessarily. They're expanding on it and kind of adding to it. They're not necessarily taking away anything. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that's, that? That's exactly what I want. I yeah. want yeah. them to explore that stuff a little bit. Like I like those... that about you, Corey. Yeah, the it's it's playing it. I want a new experience. I I want it to pay tribute to the old one, and I want to recognize a lot of <laughs> stuff from the old one. But I also want a new experience. I don't want to play exactly the same thing that just looks nicer. Sure. Um, why don't they, Why don't they make I a want, sequel then, or a game that runs parallel to the to the older game? I, yeah, I mean, it's essentially that's fine it, too, like but, if you if you change it enough, it's essentially not. I'll tell Final you exactly Fantasy why they're not, Dan. It's because. When, uh, I don't know what event it was, but PlayStation showed, like, Final Fantasy VII, whatever, coming to PS4, and people yeah. thought that it was a remake, and yeah. people freaked out at them yeah. because it wasn't. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, you want you want a new perspective on Final Fantasy VII. It's just like movie remakes. Yeah. Uh, Which I don't like, like, Dumb and by Dumber. the way. I always bring up Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Leave it. Yeah, some of them are good, though. Some of them are bad. You take, like, uh, a Shakespeare play and look at the way uh, a director uh, like Baz Luhrmann takes a, a Shakespearean play and puts his own kind of unique spin on it. That's a little extreme, um, I think, for Final Fantasy VII. I wouldn't want to see, like, Final Fantasy VII set in modern times. You know, that would be kind of weird. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a fine line between bringing it into the modern age and ruining it, you know? It's a fine line. Especially when you're talking about something as as precious to p- people as Final Fantasy VII, I yeah, I just I guess I just can't relate to that sentiment because I'll keep going back to it. If they ruin it, so what? Yeah, you know, I still have Final Fantasy VII that yeah. I can go back and play, yeah. and I can whenever it comes up, I can say, oh, just make sure you play the original. Right. This game know. is destined for a five or below Metacritic, regardless. <laughs> I think, oh, I think you're right. Score? I think you're right about that. Oh yeah, user score Metacritic is devastating. When they announced that it, it, they it, were going to come out in episodes, people lost their minds. Yeah. It was unbelievable. 
Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about this that I heard actually today on Podcast Beyond is I guess it kind of looks like each of the parts of the game are might be worked on by different studios. Mm. That's a bad idea. Which, yeah, like that sounds yeah. shitty. <laughs> yeah, because that for me that sort of it doesn't necessarily ruin it, but it takes away from that like one unique yeah. vision of like well, one auteur, like one director exactly. taking the game. That's and, what happened uh, with uh, um, Deus Ex, and that's why the boss battles felt so out of place. Exactly in the game, because yep. they had a yep. different a different studio develop them. So if you didn't make a combat heavy character, you got to those battles and you had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't it, the same. It it could also work really well. It could yeah. be really interesting. You know, we we don't know until we see it. Yeah, it's going to be one of those hindsight's twenty twenty things. How much you want to pay for each of these? <laughs> I don't want to pay oh, any more than sixty dollars altogether. Total? Yeah. yeah. Um, if it comes, like I said, I, I'm not going to even worry about. Well, it you'll until... get the sixty dollar game of the decade. Yeah, I, I'll That's buy it once point. it all comes out. Like I said, even with the Telltale games, I don't buy until after. Uh, Life is Strange is the same thing. Like I wasn't even going to bother thinking about it until mm-hmm. it was all out and I could play the complete sure. complete series. Because I don't like it's I don't like, like it's a cock tease. Yeah, exactly. I don't like uh, it was a, with Broken Age. I bought and I played like I played the first half, and then when the second half came out, like I ha- I haven't played it because you I, had I, yeah I just didn't lost uh, context exactly. For you and it's like well exactly I'm not going to go back and play the first half. It's again. like me stopping playing Bloodborne as much as I like that game. Yeah. Y- you just it's at some point it's out of your brain. Yeah, you can't. You just can't go. You either have to restart or yeah. just say, "All right, fuck it." Yeah. So, yeah, right. same, can, same way with with Telltale. But go ahead, Will. I can sit here and say that I'm gonna wait until it's all released. <laughs> but as somebody who really liked what they saw, well, the will combat and everything. I'm we're gonna just gonna split it day wait. one. Yeah, that's probably what's gonna end up happening. Yeah. And I'm gonna be really mad when I have to wait two more years for the next part. I want to play it. I mean, I, I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, as you guys know, but part of that is I don't like going back and playing old games. I just... Some it, some well, of them don't hold up. Especially because really I have no connection with these games. Yeah. So, like, to go back and muscle through something like that is just not going to happen for me. But if it's updated and kind of more of a modern game, yeah. I'm far more likely to give it a whirl. A lot of people talked about if you know going back and playing Final Fantasy VII... Uh, one of the things they added on to the like remade versions is uh, random encounter toggle, mm-hmm. so you can turn it off. Like if you just want to move through the story, uh, you can do that without. But would without, you be under leveled? You can be, but what what they said was like if you get to a part that that's hard for you, then you just do some just grinding some in that random, one yeah. little spot rather than because you do a lot of like just random running around and you're yeah. fighting stuff that's way below your level, not really getting much experience for it. So you could turn the the, the random encounters either way down or off while you're running around in the newbie areas or whatever doing an errand. Yeah. Um, so that that uh, helps the experience a lot. Fair you, enough. Just equip the Moogle charm and be done with it. Is that is that in Final Fantasy Seven? No. That's Final Fantasy Six, right? Yeah. Okay. I think there is a materia though that reduces random reduces battle. random encounters. I think you're right. Yeah. It's been a while since I played FF Seven, but. All right. So that's our thoughts on that. Yeah. Then they went to Call of Duty, who cares? <laughs> Battleborn, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I got a thing to pre-order Battleborn on uh, Green Man Gaming. I'm like, meh. <laughs> I that's most people's reaction. <laughs> uh, then they showed the last character that's coming with base Street Fighter V, whose name is Fong. F-A-N-G, with a period in between each of them. I don't know what it stands for. Did anybody watch this? Mm-mm. 
He's a fucking goofy ass character. I don't I don't think he really fits in with Street Fighter. Yeah. But I also don't really care. Right. Um <laughs> I haven't played Street Fighter since like Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I played briefly. I, I always want it's like, it's the same thing with racing games with me. I want to get into them. And I've actually managed to do that recently, but with fighting games, I've never found one that I just couldn't stop playing. Yeah. I just I, But damn it, I buy them. And then I trade them in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to justify a fighting game playing by yourself for 60 bucks. It is, and, like, I just get my ass kicked if I go online, so whatever. Um, then they showed off Dead Star. It's kind of an indie-looking game. They showed a, an Adult Swim six-game package coming to PS4. Day of the Tentacle Remastered, which I believe is from the same people that did... Um, it's an adventure game. Uh, Grim Fandango. Oh, okay. I think it's from the same people. I'm not real sure. I'm not an adventure game guy, as people that listen to us know. Uh, Don't Starve Together is coming to console. I can't believe stuff's still coming out for that game. Yeah. How long has that been out? Uh, Three years? Three, yeah. Three. And they just put early access up for on Steam the for the... Shipwrecked. Uh, yeah, Shipwrecked. Yeah. This is a great game, though. Yeah. <laughs> sure uh, is. Yakuza 0 coming to PS4. Um, a lot of people are into the Yakuza thing. I have no idea what it is, really. I played one of the Yakuza's back in the day. Yeah. I don't remember much about it, though. It's like an action, action brawler, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, Yakuza Zero's coming to PS4. Some people seem to be excited about it. Um, Let's see. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what they showed for VR. Because that seems kind of cool to me. All right, so here's uh, Res is the game that most people were really excited about. I don't really know what it is. I watched videos for Modern Ta- Modern Zombie Taxi Company. That looks really stupid. I would never play that game. I, you just kind of sit in this taxi with these cartoony-looking zombies, and I don't know, it's kind of goofy. Um, Eagle Flight VR, this is exactly what it sounds like. You are an eagle and you fly, fly around. around. Um, Gollum. Looks kind of interesting. This is one that kind of piqued my interest. There's like a little girl and a golem, and I don't really know if she's controlling the golem or what it was, but I like the art style and it kind of looked interesting. 100 Foot Robot Golf was uh, a VR game. It's exactly what that sounds like, too. You're huh. just giant robots and you play golf, and there's like uh, huge buildings in your way that you can knock down. I don't know. That could be kind of fun. Ace Combat 7 was the one that looked cool to me. Yeah, it's that's what VR game. should be about, is piloting and racing. For me, yeah. I think that sounds awesome. It's the easiest uh, leap to make. Yeah, I think so. Um, but the one, and the literally the only one I didn't watch the video for was Rez, and that's apparently the one I should have watched. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's the one that got everybody really excited, I guess. Um, then they n- announced Destiny Sparrow Racing League, so you can now race your Sparrow in Destiny if you want to do that. Um, and then Nino Kuni 2 was announced. That was really probably the biggest. I was the pretty biggest. disappointed with PSX overall, but yeah. Nino Kuni 2. I know, Corey, are you the only one that played Nino Kuni? Think. Yeah. I didn't play it. I think I was the only other one that had the opportunity. Did you like it? I wasn't big on it, it was but it was cold one on of those it. games where you could. I could see the potential and looked forward to the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll see. All right, um, and the last thing they closed it out with, which is kind of weird, was a reveal of Paragon, which is a MOBA coming from Epic Games, and I mm-hmm. think that looks pretty damn cool. Yeah, but I also am 
I don't know if I'm a fan of MOBAs, but I liked Heroes of the Storm a lot, so maybe. Yeah. I'll definitely give it a try. Um, that's it for PSX. Not really a ton of stuff that came out of there that was super exciting, which yeah. was a little disappointing. I don't know. Felt like it was built up a little more, at least for me, because I listen to a lot of PlayStation podcasts. Oh, uh, okay. But, I don't know. That's it. Sounds good. How's your week, Eric? Good. I had a couple of things I wanted to discuss. Pull up my notes here. Um... I wanted to talk about something I watched because I know Corey watched it too. Uh, the Very Murray Christmas Special on yeah. Netflix. The Bill Murray Christmas Special. Uh, Corey, what did you think of it? I thought it was extremely cute. I kind of just put it on like right before bed kind of thing, but I got really into it and it really... I was expecting something a little bit different than what I got. I had no I idea got, what it was going to be. What I got was even better than what I was expecting, so... I, I really enjoyed it. I, I wasn't. It was a... I honestly had no idea what it was going to be. And <laughs> about halfway through, my fiance was like, "Cause we decided we were going to watch something Christmas related and have hot chocolate." Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh well, let's uh-huh. watch this." And I, you know, Corey said it was really good, so we'll watch it. And about halfway through, she's like, "What is this?" Uh-huh. <laughs> and I go, "They're just singing Christmas carols." <laughs> Yeah. It's some semi-famous people and a couple of really famous people just doing Christmas carols. That's it. Yep. I liked it more than she did. I didn't like it as much as you did, Corey, but I liked it. It was worth an hour. Yep. It's. I'm going to add it to my... I have uh, certain movies I watch around the holidays to get in the mood. The the spirit of Christmas. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to add this one because it's, it's... easy to watch you can put it on you get you got all the music bill murray has a great lounge singing voice he does actually yeah um and with paul schaefer i guess they used to was paul schaefer on snl or something like that he was on letterman yeah letterman okay well i guess paul schaefer in in bill murray used to perform together all the time oh uh which i wasn't aware of it might have been before my time but uh he's in that and i don't know it's just really classy and even the Miley Cyrus bit, like, I don't hate Miley Cyrus as much as most people. I don't either. I don't care. what. I just, well, it's more that I just don't care yeah. what she does. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with her. She she does her own thing, and, and that's fine. And, and I thought Ugh. her performance in She's skeevy. In was... Let's not pass that by. Will's <laughs> right when he gets the shivers. Yeah, but yeah. she owns it, you know? She yeah. owns skeevy more than just about anybody. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, I, I really liked it. And that Pogue's uh, fairy tale in New York when they sing that one. I love oh. the Pogues. And they're all drinking shots and everything. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know who the band was. Yeah. Okay, because I um, looked on IMDB for like the cast, and they didn't have the name of the band, and that was as far as I was willing to search. So. The Pogues, huh? Yeah, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's the whole Phantom Planet group, right? Oh, is it? I think so. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember that guy's name. Not going to come to me right now. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of really good cameos. Clooney's George Clooney. In, in uh, Maya Rudolph's bit is really good. Which one she is seems, she? She's the she's wearing the like sequin dress and she's standing in front of the mic like a speakeasy uh, singer. Yeah, she's in Bridesmaids. Yeah, she's, she's a good, good singer. Voice. Um, um, I really liked the waitress. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it's a uh, Nico Kate or Rilo Kylie. She's a great singer. Yeah, really good. Yep. Yep, she's she's really good. You know who I, w- I thought would have fit in very well in that? Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, 
I was it actually expecting to see her. Yeah, no, it actually prompted me to go listen to her um, her group, she and him. Mm-hmm. They have a Christmas album, and it prompted me to listen to it all day at work the next day when I was writing the schedule. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was worth an hour for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. It's nothing fantastic, but it was good enough. I always put on the Futurama Christmas episodes um, to get myself in the mood for Christmas. Whenever I go to um, my in-laws for Christmas, um, m- myself, my fiance, and my sister-in-law are all big Office fans. Uh-huh. So her, our, my sister-in-law has the Office Christmas oh, DVD. Oh, nice. So we always watch, watch that. The Christmas we episodes. watch it after Thanksgiving, actually. Nice. <laughs> I go, well, it's about that time of year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing I got back into, I won't talk too much about it because I already have before, but Workaholics. I finally watched through the entire thing. That show is so fucking underrated. It's a great show. Oh, my God, is that funny. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I restarted watching it already. Nice. And I guess there's the new episodes start uh, January. I didn't even know they were still making new episodes. That's what it says on Hulu. Wow, that's cool. It says... Um, yeah, like before the show, it says Workaholics returning in January 2016. Wow, nice. Oh, my God, it's so fucking funny. Because that one guy's kind of popular now. He's on a bunch of different things. Which one? Adam. Adam, Adam yeah. yeah. Adam. Yeah, he's on Modern Family. He's been in a few movies and stuff I've seen him. Not yeah. lead roles, but I think he's, he's doing other things. He, they're, they're, they all bring, like, something to yeah. the table. Yeah. He's sure. the most normal-looking guy, though, like... Uh, <laughs> Durs, Durs is kind of do, of, of a doofus. I love Durs. <laughs> oh God! And the other guy, I mean, he looks like he oh, belongs in a trailer like, park. Yeah, he's just your stereotypical pothead. Yeah, <laughs> you could tell they were friends like before the show. You know? Yeah. Were they actually? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, they have great chemistry. I remember I first heard about the show on a Adam Carolla podcast. Like he's a fan years ago. He just had them on. Oh, okay. Um, it was great. <laughs> that episode where Adam does the bodybuilding competition, that's early, like season yeah. one, maybe two. Like, just the name, Adam DeMamp. And he's, fi- <laughs> did, did you see the one where, um, they have the blood drive and the branch, the branch of Telemericorp that gets the most blood donated, like, uh, Dolph Lundgren from Rocky <laughs> Four is going to come, like, meet all of them. And at first they're all like, why the fuck is Dolph Lundgren going to come meet everybody? And I don't remember what the reason is, but Adam is trying to film his bodybuilding video <laughs> called DeMamp Camp. <laughs> so it turns into his mission to get Dolph Lundgren to be like his number two in yeah. DeMamp Camp Volume 2. Oh my god. It's funny. It's so good. Now I gotta get caught up on that. It's, it's oh, on yeah. Hulu? All of it? Yeah, it's all on Hulu. And let me tell you something. If you're going to get Hulu, spring for the commercial free because it's torture. Oh, the commercials are awful. It's fucking torture. How much more is it? It's like three or four bucks, but my God, it's got to be worth it. I don't have commercial free. Uh, I actually signed up for a two-week trial for for whatever and forgot to cancel, of course. And I don't I have commercial. It's it's awful. Yeah. Does Adblock block Hulu ads? I don't know. Chrome? Because I know it blocks YouTube ads. I don't watch it on my PC. But there's like four commercial breaks for a one twenty minute episode. Yeah, that's why I didn't like it because I, you know, you're used to watching stuff on Netflix and there's no commercials. But I think it's got Seinfeld now. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it's got a great selection of shows. It's worth the eleven. I think it's eleven ninety nine. Yeah, if I was going to pay for it, I would absolutely pay the extra couple bucks for no commercials. I hate commercials. It's does it have so Pretty much. Little Liars? I you know, will I haven't searched. 
It's the damnedest really? thing. It's got South Park and Seinfeld and Workaholics. Yeah, South Park is 18 seasons or whatever. 19. Yeah. Oh my God. So there's, that's worth it right there. Yeah. So I think that's – oh, I'd be – I have to uh, mention Arsenal today. Uh, yesterday in the Champions League, they needed to win on the road – in Greece against a team that has a really good home record in the Champions League. They had to win by two goals to go to the next round of the Champions League, and they won 3 nothing. Hat nice. trick. Nice. Oh, baby. So on to the, the next round. Olivier Giroud. Oh, okay. Big Frenchman gets a lot of shit from Arsenal fans, for no, and it's not warranted. Now they, well, can't, like, t- they can't talk shit anymore. Why don't they like him? Hey, he's just kind of slow, and he, he doesn't seem like... French. Well, they say like, not, I'm not. I'm not picking on the French. It's English and the French don't really like each other. Well, their manager's French, oh. so he signs French guys. There but you go. arguably, the best Arsenal player ever was French. Right. But aside from that, he's just like he's not what you would pick as like a, a world class striker. Is how they describe people. They say Arsenal's lacking a world class striker. He's like mm-hmm. a tier below that, but he's not fast. He's not pretty to watch. Well. He does his hair very well. I actually saw a really funny video where he scored a goal and two other Arsenal players were commentating on it. And they said, after he scored, like, well, he deserved that one after how long it took him to do his hair today. <laughs> so he's, he's like <laughs> kind of a pretty boy. Yeah, okay. But I don't know. There's just something about him that, that he gets a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But not anymore. God damn it. That was awesome. No, not after a hat trick. No. To move on. No, Champions League's as big as it gets. So that's it. Nice. What about you, Will? Got anything going on? Uh, well, schoolwork, but I got a haircut. <laughs> nice. Cool. Sick. Yeah, Sick. I mean, you guys saw how bad my hair was, right? Was Lengthwise. Your hair was about as long as my hair is now. Pretty yeah, long. and I don't like long it's hair, scruffy. but I'm also really lazy and don't like going to get a haircut. I don't either. So, I got a haircut, but now everybody calls me Macklemore because I kind of look like him. <laughs> Who's Macklemore? He's a rapper. He's yeah, a white rapper. I actually like that. Judge that. I actually like that downtown song. Have you heard? Do that you really? Song? Yeah, not because of Macklemore's part, but the the Freddie Mercury like guy. Oh, the guy from Foxy Shazam. Is that who that is? Yeah, he's, he's the lead singer. I love his part in that song. It's fantastic. That's, that's like the chorus. Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with my Macklemore. In case you guys were, that's the only song I know of his and. Because I heard it was on, uh, like, my wife watches Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I heard the music in the background. I was like, what? what is this? And I look back, and it's Macklemore, and I think his name's Ryan Lewis, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the, like, group or whatever. Yeah, that uh, part was awesome. You would you would know other Macklemore songs. You oh, probably sure. just don't know it's him. Yeah. What's but, that one? Is that ba da 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 <laughs> is that Macklemore? You know what song I'm doing? No. I uh, I would no. I have no idea. <laughs> what's his thing like? What's his shtick? Macklemore? Yeah. I have no idea. I only he know just one of the songs about random things that aren't drugs and money and. I hate women. society. I really do. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what you look yeah. like, though. I can't tell from he. I mean. It's like a mild, very mild similarity, I'd say. It's just how I ha- like. I don't know because I kind of have it shorter on the side. You can't tell because I'm not there. You only see my my upfront part of my hair, but 
That's enough about my hair. Um, <laughs> I'm just really excited to be able to start playing video games again. Uh, it's good to have you back. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I beat a little game that I'll talk about later. Ooh, but ooh. Wait, when when are you free? Uh, I mean, I have a history file the 21st, but I don't really need to study for it. So Friday next week is when I can start. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to come up and hang out with me and we'll beat some uh, two-player games? I can. Just let me know when. You let me know when. I want to come and play Helldivers with you guys. I can... I don't know. I'd have to look at my work schedule and see oh, That's how right. You have out. to work. So you're not totally free. <sighs> no. Fortunately. You could quit. God, could that'd quit. be great. <laughs> That's it for me, though. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Corey? What do you got? Oh, let's see here. Um, I have a number of things I wanted to talk about, but I don't think you guys would be interested in any of them. Try me. I mean, nobody cares about my hair, but I talk or about Arsenal. it. Or Arsenal. <laughs> That's true. Actually, we have a lot of soccer fans listening to us. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll just run through these quickly. Uh, I updated my laptop finally to Windows 10 from Windows 7. I was worried about it. Uh, it's a six-year-old laptop at this point. Six, maybe five years. I Ancient. was worried about it, so I did the free three-month trial of unlimited cloud storage on Amazon, and I just backed everything up on uh, Amazon, and it was 50 gigabytes, and it took two days <laughs> of my laptop just sitting there updating. Holy shit. Uh, yep, and then I did the Windows 10 update. It failed the first time. I ran it a second time and it worked just fine. And actually, performance has improved on my laptop. So. Oh, really? Because I got I've got two down here that have been begging me to upgrade to Windows. <laughs> Mine 10. has been two. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, um, like I, I don't think about it when I'm not down here. So, yeah, I would recommend it if you're if you're worried about you know performance and stuff. Uh, don't okay. at least in my case, I, I think I've I think it's improved. Um, you went from so. Windows Seven, right? Windows Seven to okay. Windows Ten, yeah. Okay. Yeah. To do that. Uh, also, I've been I play daily fantasy hockey almost every day. If I have time to set a roster, uh, I do it. I only bet a dollar. Uh, I'm not a rich man, so uh, sometimes I lose, sometimes I win. But yesterday or two days ago, I did a one dollar bet and won seven dollars. Nice. Wow! Because I came in nineteenth out of one thousand one hundred people. Wow! Good job, Corey. That was pretty, on that pretty good. Who was on that team? Uh, I don't remember who I had on that team, uh, but that put me up to fourteen dollars. I started at ten, so I'm back in the positive. And today I put down two dollars um, in a double up tournament, which means the top two hundred and fifty people just win four dollars. You just double your money. Uh, and right now I'm in twenty second of five hundred and ten. So wow. looks like I'm going to win the four dollars there. Uh, and then if I go above twenty, I'll start betting four dollars you know the, the more money i have the more i'll bet nice um and hopefully i get a big payday here you can win some real money yeah oh i know i've seen the commercials during football a million times oh it's, they're really annoying it's probably every commercial break there's at least a fan duel or what's the other one DraftKings. DraftKings mm-hmm. yeah, DraftKings brutal i was I was doing head-to-head where you just go against one other person for a while, uh, and on a $1 bet, if you beat the other person, you get $1.80 back. Uh, so Yahoo takes a... I do it on Yahoo. It takes a $0.20 cent fee uh-huh. from from your winnings. Uh, 
that worked out pretty well. But yeah, they have all sorts of different tournament modes you can do. And uh, if you know if you know your stuff, you're not guaranteed to win money, but you're probably going to break even overall. I don't know. I have pretty bad luck. There was one tournament where I came in. It was like 1,200 people, and I came in like maybe 1,150th. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty that, good. That would be That's me. Real bad. Uh, so you just lose your money. Yeah, it's a dollar. You know, dollar. it's not. I only put ten in, and they give you Yahoo gives you like twenty dollars, but it doesn't give it to you right away to get you to keep betting. They give you a little bit, bit by bit. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. So right now, I have my balance is eleven dollars and forty four cents. Pending, I have nineteen dollars and sixteen cents. So it's really weird how they distribute that. The whole money thing gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Right. How is this all legal? It won't be for long. Okay. Yeah. I really don't think it will be. No, they, be highly regulated. They've already gotten cease and desist orders in some states. Yeah. I think New York is one of them. DraftKings, I don't, Yahoo hasn't, but DraftKings and uh, what's FanDuel? Yeah, FanDuel, they, yeah. They had really? some issues with insiders, like employees. Oh, just I thought somebody I know it. plays FanDuel. They, they don't have to stop, but they, they've gotten cease and desist orders. Like, they'll get, it'll be fought in the courts for oh, years right. probably yeah. yeah it's not you're not breaking the law by playing no uh, yet nope speaking of that though uh did you guys see the elder scrolls online million dollar yeah i reward? heard about it. all you have to do is play for free this weekend log in at some point and you're you have to ent- enter the contest on the website but you're entered to win a million dollars i was excited to do that and i was actually gonna play uh, Elder Scrolls Online this weekend until I found out New York State residents are not eligible. What? Oh, for fuck's really? sake. Yeah. Why? Who knows, Eric? Who knows? So glad I'm getting the fuck out of this state. I don't blame you. Such a That's crazy. God. Yeah, New York regulations are just ridiculous. Huh. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Not they sure know good. how to. They sure know how to kill kill a man's fun. How to kill a vibe? No right. large, no large sodas. <laughs> Soda tax. Soda bans. Fifteen dollar uh, wage for fast food employees. Yeah. Oh boy. Here let's we go. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did a couple holiday things this week. I bought my Christmas tree. Uh, we chopped it down, put her up. Yeah, we finally got ours too the other day. Yesterday. We don't do one. We don't have enough room. Yeah. Just get a little guy. Yeah. Get a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. We got a small I'm trying tree. trying to get rid of shit, not add shit. Well, the good thing about a Christmas tree is it dies. You can just throw it outside. Yeah. All right. I'm lazy. Aren't you happy now? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll accept that answer. Right. Yep. But the other thing I got to do that was kind of exciting for me was to play Santa at the nursing home. I saw your picture. That was great. <laughs> I didn't want to do it, and it was one of those things where... Somebody, I'm just going to throw some names out. Somebody asked Rich, who asked Dean, who asked Jack, who asked Adam, who asked me. And I didn't want to do it, but since I'm the low guy, there was nobody I could ask to do it. Uh, So I got roped into doing it. Uh, But I was kind of glad for it, even though it was probably 90 degrees in the nursing home and I was just dripping sweat. But it was a pretty good, pretty convincing Santa costume. I had to stuff it a little bit. But it was a well-made costume, and Bragging. I ho-ho-hoed, and they played me into... It was like in the conference room, a uh, Christmas party with all the residents, and the DJ played me into Here Comes Santa Claus, 
and I had a giant cart full of presents for all the residents nice. that I walked into and was waving and ho-ho-hoing. Uh, but then afterwards, not all the residents can make it to the Christmas party, so I had to go up to the actual unit that they live on and like hand deliver packages to the individual rooms, and and that was really nice. Like the very last woman I gave a present to was like, "Oh, Santa Claus, I'm so happy to see you. Can you give me a hug?" and stuff. So it, it was heartwarming, and I was glad that I did it, even though I didn't want to. Yeah. But the problem was afterwards, uh, apparently, because I did such a good job. Oh, you're locked in. Make me the full-time Santa Claus for the guy that I was just filling in for who wasn't there uh, the day I did it. Uh, but luckily... Uh, that's my, what you get my, for doing a good job. Yeah. Right, yeah. Jerk. Yep. Uh, luckily, my supervisor had my back and uh, argued for my sake, and I didn't have to do it. It's so. like uh, when the lady asks you to, I don't know, cook something. You Man. just do it so bad that you, they don't ever ask you to do it again. Yeah. That's where that's you went wrong, life. Corey. When I worked yep. at... <laughs> That's how Will lives life. When I worked at Pizza Hut, that's what I did to get out of doing just about everything. Yeah, mop go. the floors. I don't know. Dan does a bad job. Don't ask him to, don't to ask mop Dan. the floors. <laughs> yes, that's a good trick to learn in life. Yeah, it's a life hack. Nope, it really, it really is. is. I mean, if it was if it was a job I had cared about, I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, I was just there for pizza. money. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Corey? Yeah. No. Okay. I just have one one thing real quick. I wanted to talk about the Giants game this past weekend. Uh, normally, yeah, normally I wouldn't, but uh, I happened to be watching it with a fellow Giants fan. And uh, as the events leading up to the end of the game, very predictable if you've watched any Giants games this year. Um, so what happened was they were up twenty to ten. The Jets kicked a field goal. Uh, Giants got the Giants were going to get the ball back. It was towards the end of the game. I, I, I talked to the the fellow Giants fan that I was with, and I was like, "Here's what's going to happen." Giants are going to get the ball. They're going to go three and out. Jets are going to get the ball back. They're going to go down, score a touchdown. It's going to go into overtime, and the Jets are going to win in overtime. Sure shit, that's exactly what happened. Predicted. Now, Isn't that sad? The that Giants' they, last oh, drive, did they, did they run it three times? Ran twice. Incomplete pass yeah. on the third one, which uh, stopped the clock, yeah. which means the Jets didn't need to burn a timeout. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that timeout could have made the difference. So, yeah. uh, cause Eli rolled out like off to the side and then threw it. I said he should just should have taken a sack cause they could have run off some clock or the jets would have burned a timeout. Cause I think they had only had t- two timeouts. So they would have only had one timeout, but they scored a touchdown with like, I don't know, 30 seconds left or whatever. And now I also heard that, um, the giants went for it on a fourth and two. Yes. They were, they could have kicked a field goal. Right. It would have put them up 13. It would have put them up 23, 23 to thir- 23 to 13 or 23 to 10. I it would have been 23 to 10. Yeah. yeah. But they went for it and and no good. No. Okay. It was awful. Um but they still have a chance to win their division even at 5 and 7. You have to be a very big Bills fan, did you know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. The next 3 games for the Bills oh. are the Eagles, Redskins and Cowboys. Oh, really? All of your division opponents. Oh, that would be great. If, oh, the Giants will probably lose all those games, too. We needed you bad last <laughs> I week, I know. Dan. I feel we bad that we let you, you down. And I te- I texted you uh, something. Oh, it's because the, the Jets players are awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, personal fouls and even ones that didn't get caught. Like, yeah. th- they just give you a shot when you're down. Sure. Like, all that sort of stuff. Um, well, you know what I couldn't so, believe? So I texted Eric, and I was like, Jets players are awful. And you said, I'm rooting for the Giants this week because yeah. uh, we need them to win. 
It's like because they were up, I think like I don't know, it was twenty to seven at that point. I don't maybe. remember. It's like all oh, the Giants have plenty of time to blow it, yeah. and they did. The Bills tried to blow it too, but they managed to pull it out. But nice. I, you know what shocked me? <laughs> What's that? I looked at the stats after the Giants game. I could not believe that Fitzpatrick threw 50 passes and didn't have an interception. Yeah, that's how good our defense. Oh, he got sacked a lot, actually. We were actually getting, like, pressure for the first time. I think it's the first game this this year we've gotten consistent pressure on him. Uh-oh. Defense know. is heating up. It's another Giants Super Bowl no. year. <laughs> I don't know, Corey. <laughs> not this year. They're looking pretty bad. That division is awful. It's brutal. <laughs> it's awful. It's the worst. Well, it's the worst in football. Well, starting quarterbacks Central, are AFC Central. Who who's the quarterback? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Sam Bradford. Bradford, who, who's, who's been got hurt. Mega weenie factor going on, yeah. by the way. And he's been kind of hurt. And then uh, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Because uh, weenie factor. Rumble's out again. Wowzer. Yeah. There's a lot of weenie factor going around. I don't the think. East. I don't think any t- one of those teams wants to win the division. One of those no, years, man. It doesn't seem like it anyway. Did you see the interview with um, LaShawn McCoy? No. Chip Kelly, who traded LaShawn McCoy to the Bills. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess there was some sort of thing going on where, I don't know, apparently they the Eagles started getting rid of all their black players, apparently, and LaShawn McCoy was one of them. Yeah. So he has this grudge against Chip Kelly, and Chip Kelly said he wanted to shake LaShawn McCoy's hand after the game or before the game or whatever and LaShawn McCoy when asked about it said Chip Kelly can't shake shit <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> nice or ain't, ain't gonna shake shit something along those lines nice uh, but anyway that should be an interesting game yeah <laughs> so, absolutely oh LaShawn McCoy goes off for 300 yards and three touchdowns mm-hmm. I hope I so like too. Sean McCoy. He's a fucking good running back. Well, we watched him t- tear up the Giants enough to know how oh, good he is. So many times. So. Hey, while we're on the subject of football, yeah, can I get uh, just one fantasy football advice for the week? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I did make the playoffs after being two and five. Uh, I made the playoffs off a Malcolm Jenkin- Jenkins interception. I'm, it was interesting that your your league uses defensive players. Yeah, we have. Uh, there are not many leagues that do that. Linebacker, defensive line, and and defensive back, and a defense. Yep. Defense. Who does Malcolm Jenkins play for? He's the Eagles. Billy. Mm. Yeah, he had uh, I think 19 fantasy points for me last wow. week. Holy crap! Uh, because I didn't need to just win; I needed to win and get a lot of points, uh, and I did. I think I had like 150 or something like Boy, that. Boy, and the odds were not in your favor with them playing the pa- Patriots. No, no, it was uh, it was a lot of luck. But my conundrum: Cam Newton against Atlanta, or Carson Palmer against Minnesota? Who who's Cam. home? Uh, they're both home. They're both home. I'd probably pick Cam Newton. Oh, it's too late. Carson Palmer's playing right now. Oh, there you go. Well, what's Cam the score Newton of that game? Is. Uh, seventeen ten. Okay, yeah, because. Third quarter. Carson Palmer's not going to run the ball. Cam Newton gets rushing touchdowns. Cam had five TDs last week. Yeah, yeah he's he's, been, he's been really good. The guy I was playing had him. Of course. Oh. I had. Uh, he was eleven and one. I wasn't going to win anyway. I had <laughs> I had Marcus Mariota as my quarterback because oh. I had, well I had I had started with Andrew Luck who's mm. been hurt Romo and bad who's been hurt and bad yeah uh, had a great game last week. I was playing Blake Bortles who had. Five, four or five touchdowns. Four, 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 yeah. Like you got to be freaking kidding me! But anyway, sorry, right. I was enough. five and two this season to start, and I didn't make the playoffs. So 
Well, <laughs> come on. It's funny how that works. I hate fantasy football. I hate sports in general. They're just they've been very very harsh mistress this year. I'm yeah, they haven't been kind recently. I'm gonna take the last day of the season off. Um because the Bills last game is against the Jets. Oh. And that, that could, could be, be for, for the, the wild card. Yeah, it very well could be. And I'm I'm fucking going to the game nice. if it comes down to that cuz it's in Buffalo. I don't blame you. Oh, mama. That'd be a big one. I don't one. know if I can handle that. Oh man. There would be some dust-ups in that crowd, that's for <laughs> damn sure. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh shall we get in well we'll take a quick break and then we'll get into what we played, shall we? Sure. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 229 of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. Will, I'll start with you. Me? What'd you, what'd you play? Well, the first thing I played in B was Fallout 4. Hey. Yeah. Well done. Um, Am I allowed to say who I sided with? No. Sure. I think it's... There's no. only four, there's four factions you could potentially you side with. You can say who you side with, but yeah. don't give me any spoilers, damn you. How far in the story are you? Because it might be same as I was last week. (laughs) So I can't even say it. You can say who you sided with. I sided with the institute. Oh, okay. I mean, I know of the institute. Okay, I didn't know if you were aware that they were a sideable faction or not. No, I wasn't. But that that doesn't matter. I'm going to speak in vague terms here, uh, but I have a problem with the institute, and my problem is that I don't really understand what they're all about. Did you have that? Did either of you guys have that conundrum? No, uh, I felt like they were they were purposely vague on what they were doing. That's what scares me. Because well, that's yeah, it's supposed to make you uneasy. Yeah, they're God. It's really they're looking for the betterment of humanity. But at there's what a conver- there's a there's a conversation you have with their leader that opens up a little bit more. Yeah. Right before they'd have me go do some things that I didn't like to do. And let me tell you, <laughs> when I went back into the game after I beat it, my companions just ripped me a new one. <laughs> for, pick, for picking the Institute? <laughs> yeah, like I talked to Piper. She got hysterical. Nick Valentine wouldn't even really talk to me. I love it. That's why I took dog meat, because dog meat didn't care. He, he didn't doesn't judge. It. He didn't judge you, yeah. Exa- dog yeah, don't exactly. judge. We, we, we should do a spoiler uh, hangover. At some point. Yeah. Maybe I'll probably have it. We could do it. Well, how far away is Eric? Uh, just count me out. I got to beat Tomb Raider for next week. <laughs> Eric's doing all the legwork while we're twiddling away at Fallout. <laughs> Fallout <over. laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. Whatever. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I think I'm really close to beating it, Will. And I, I those conversations you reference, I think I may have had them. Uh, but I did, still didn't really get anything out of it. After this, uh, after the episode, I'll tell you. Okay. More, give more insight from what I gathered. So, there was a pretty cool moment uh, where the head of the institute has a conversation with you on the roof. That was a great moment in the game. But that oh, man, and that mission, I sabotaged it. Yeah, I did but too. I, but I played it off like it was an accident, and he was not happy. But he still let me. Yeah stay in the institute nice yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to see how the whole thing plays out yeah because i you know, didn't I'll, i did not side with the institute it's i'll give you my reasoning when yeah we finish we, the should, episode. we should definitely talk about it 
Who'd you side with, Dan? Minutemen. Okay. I can already tell you right now that's who I'm siding with. And I even had, like, a different experience than a lot of people who sided with the Minutemen. Yeah. I missed out on a completely big section of some of the Minuteman stuff you can do. I don't know how that happened, but. But doesn't that trouble you? No. No, because he's going to play it again. Yeah, I already started my second playthrough. I'm not going to play it again. Well, you don't have the time. But Dan is a hardy Fallout guy. That's the that's my exact problem though is is I is I don't have enough time to play it again. Yeah, you don't have enough time to play it. But period. I don't want to shortchange this one playthrough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're. That's a tough spot to be in. I, I get it. Definitely. I do know on my next playthrough, I'm either going to do the Railroad or Minutemen. I'm not a Brotherhood of Steel fan in this game at all. Yeah, I wasn't so. either. But my second character is going to be in the Brotherhood of Steel. I wonder if that's by design. Because I think in the past couple games, the, the Brotherhood was pretty likable. They're not yeah. supposed to be likable, though. They're really not. They're supposed to be hardline for their cause and their cause yeah. only. And Maxon's just a giant D-bag. I don't know. Well, I, I'm i in combat with the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a pretty cool moment where the Vertibird is coming after me. And I had plenty of mini nukes that I saved up <laughs> <laughs> and hit the vertebrate with a mini nuke and blasted it out of the sky. And all the power armor guys in there died with it. it Did you get dead. their power armor? Yeah. Yeah, you can take the power armor. Oh, also, Corey, you know that mission we talked about where at the ending you talked to the leader of the Institute on that building? Yeah. The coolest moment I had in that game was when you're at uh, that fort fighting. I had the Institute, the Railroad, the Brotherhood, and the Minutemen all fighting each other on the battlefield. So, like, I was friends with all of them, so none of them shot me. So I just stood back and watched (laughs) them all just kill each other. And it was just so cool to watch. You should have recorded that. I wanted to, but then I thought thought about it too late. I've had some issues with that. Uh, I had a couple bad bugs today when I was playing. Where I lost time, I had to go back and load. Ah, damn it! That saves. I lost about fifteen minutes each time. Ooh. So overall, like half an hour of game time. Which, when you have limited game time, makes it even worse. Really sucky. Yeah. Uh, and they were both main story things. The one I was in the the mass fusion building. Yeah. And there was an issue with the elevator, and I couldn't get to the top part of the mass fusion building where I needed to be to continue the quest. Uh, and the elevator wasn't working, and sometimes it would it would go all the way up to the roof, but the screen would be black. Sometimes the screen wouldn't be black, but I'd just fall through the the earth, uh, and I couldn't for the life of me get to where I needed to be. Uh, so I preloaded a, a save. Still wouldn't work for me, uh, and I ended up having to turn off clipping so I could just walk through all the geometry and stuff to get where I needed to be. Yeah, and then continue, which is nice. Uh, nice, you know, to do the console commands. It's it's good that that's in there to to yeah. fix that. Uh, so that was a problem. And then another quest I had, I had to talk to somebody from the Minutemen, but the Brotherhood of Steel showed up and they started fighting each other. And then the quest just I couldn't talk to the guy; it wouldn't activate. I've had that happen too. So I had to back up another fifteen minutes or something like that to to get that to work. Which Some, is, it's really annoying. Sometimes it just takes a while for like the people to like reset. I guess I, I tried that. I did. Uh, I did. A, I fast traveled away and fast traveled back. Okay. I, I did the wait for like eight hours or something like that, and he still still wouldn't activate. I had to reload a save. It's weird. 
sucky. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating when that happens. Okay. Um. So another thing I played was, I don't remember where I was, but had a conversation about Hitler in World War II. So I went back and played Call of Duty World at War. Uh, the campaign, and I beat the campaign. Wow, well done. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to make up some ground, so I got to beat some games. So Get ready for a couple Call of Duty campaigns. Stanley Parable, Gone Home probably. <laughs> are you going to pass far, Dan? How far behind are you, am I, Dan? Like six games? You're at 26. I'm at 32. What oh am I at? God. Corey, you are at 27. Hmm. And I can't lose. Hmm. Wonder if I can pull that out. It, it, is it on at the end? Is it on? <laughs> is the battle on? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way I can do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go for it. Uh, I already it? bought Call of Duty Four oh, for cool. the campaign. So yeah, I saw you bought that. That's. I've been wanting to play that again too. Yeah, you and I talked about wanting to play it, uh, and because I'm impulsive, I just bought it. So now I own that. But the other thing I played that I can remember is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Now I only played an hour, and I know Eric's played more, um, which we really don't want to get too into it, right, because of next week's episode. Yeah, what are you guys' oh, fir- I, first impressions so far? It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really like it. No, well, you haven't gotten – no. You don't I've really done, like it. You're going to really like it. You know nothing, Will. I just went <laughs> through, like, the first, like, temple and then walked around a bit. In the snow, and I was like, "Oh, snow biome! It's way, yeah, it's snow. way better than what you've played." That makes me so happy, and I saw it's only like fifteen hours. So that's the last one's about fifteen hours, that's... which is like wheelhouse for my game time. I'm about twenty yeah. percent complete with the story. Mm-hmm. Oh man, is it good? I can't wait yeah, to play it. Can't wait till it comes somebody, out. For whatever reason, like I never played the last Tomb Raider. So this, good. this one. Makes me wonder what I missed. It's it's better than the last one. Is, oh yeah, I figured. Nice. That's that's good to hear. Because I really love the first one. So and man, does it look good? Yeah, oh, it does. Jeez, cool. That's a great looking game. Nice. The so, beginning when you're climbing the mountains with the snow blizzard going on, mm-hmm. it was just like so cool. Yeah. Is the last one on PC? Yeah. 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 I have it in my library if you want to play it. I do want to play it. It's, it's really should. good. Yeah. It, was re- it was very. I think that was my winner of my biggest surprise that year. Yeah, that that came out. Two, yeah, like two years ago. If I you think if you have an Xbox One, you should you should absolutely get Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ugh. Yeah, no question Fantastic. about it. Fantastic. Good for them for wrapping up that exclusive uh, timed exclusive. Yeah. Well, apparently it didn't sell very well. No. No. It came out on the same day as Fallout. We talked about this. Yeah. The bad move. It'll sell when it comes out next year on PS4. What's that? It'll sell next year when it comes out on PS4. Yeah, right. One of the Sony, uh, somebody from Sony tweeted that. (laughs) Said something along those lines. (laughs) Smart ass. What a dick move. I love that stuff. I do too. Uh, other than that, I didn't really play anything. I don't, like I said, I don't want to get too much into Rise of the Tomb Raider because I haven't played a lot of it. Uh, I'll try and have more for next week. Try. I okay. also said I was going to have some Siege played. I'll take care of it. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it for me, I, I think. 
Did you want to talk a little bit more about Tomb Raider? No, we better not. Okay. For next week. Sounds good. We'll talk about my other game. Yeah. That I played good. a lot. Uh, most of my game time was spent on Forza Horizon 2, actually, mm-hmm. which is odd. I tweet, I texted you guys and said, if you'd have told me that I'd be sitting here playing a racing game yeah. that came out last year when I have all these other games to play, I'd have slapped you. Uh-huh. Um, but, man, that game is fantastic. Uh, I don't know. It's just, like I said, I think last week, my brief time that I spent with I put hours into it this week. I don't know how, exactly how many, but... I think I have to win, like, 11 more championships to, like, get to the final race. Oh, okay. The Horizon Finale, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, this big uh, festival, basically, and you're you're driving between festival points um, doing circuit championships for different different kinds of racing. There's off-road, uh, different classes of cars, whatever, sports cars, muscle cars, off-road cars, rally cars, whatever. But there's like speed traps in between, so you can you know see how fast you can get going. There's different challenges. There's bucket list cars that you like, super nice cars that you drive around, uh, and there's a challenge involved with it. Uh, you know, could be whatever. Um, some are harder than other ones are. Um, I really like earning the the currency to buy new cars, even though I don't know anything about any of the cars. I just mm-hmm. buy the ones that I think look cool. So yeah. whatever has the best stats, really. Yeah. Um, it's just so fun. It's just such a fun fucking game. It's probably a game I'd really like. You pro- I think you'd love it. Yeah. I think you would love that game. I like that type of game. Uh, I mean, it's a racing game, so there's not, there's not a ton to talk about with it. Right. But this is another one. If you have an Xbox One, that is a really good yeah. exclusive to, to get, especially if you're into racing games. And I am not that into racing games. I, I always think I like them more than I actually do, but right. I've put a lot of time into this game. It is a good amount of fun. I actually tried a little of the online. Oh, really? They have what are called, I think it's called road trips, mm-hmm. where you can like sign up to be in one, and it'll put you in this big group. I, I want to say there's like 20, 25 guys in it, um, and you drive to certain areas, and then there's like four different kinds of races that take place, and then the, the winner at the end of the four races you know, gets a certain amount of pro- gets a new car or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually really fun, nice. really fun, seamless because uh, it's an open world driver. Yep. That's the difference. The Forza, the regular Forza games are, are more of a sim, and the the Forza Horizon games are like more arcadey, open world, like Need for Speed yeah. games, kind of. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Nice. I really want to play this game. You should you can? So you know what I did? I tried Drive Club again. Ooh. Um. I don't feel like it handles as well, and the menus are very confusing in Drive Club, okay. which kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's still fun, right? Um, and the weather dynamics are so good in Drive Club; they're really good in Forza Horizon, also. But uh, uh, I don't know. Eric, I, yeah, is there a mountainous, snowy area in Horizon? No. What? It's in France. It's based in France in like the summertime, and uh, there's this big Horizon music festival going on. There's rain. There's no snow though. I don't. I like I rain. don't think. I don't think I've come across any snow. It's probably snow in. Uh, it's th- a very nice looking game. Very pleasing to the eye. Like, man, when the sun's it's the sun's a glaring and you're just a cruising along. Sometimes you know you'll find like a like a highway that goes along the water, the coastline. It's it's really nice. 
yeah, I need to play this. I'm going to buy Drive Club, too, because it's only 15 bucks for PlayStation Plus members. Ooh, that's pretty yeah. cheap. Yeah. So. Oh, I did buy two games. The ones I asked you what you thought. Uh, I ended up buying Tales from the Borderlands. Uh-huh. Uh, the PSN sale that's going on, there's some really good stuff on there. I got Tales from the Borderlands Season Pass for 3 bucks. Can't go wrong with that. Even if I don't play it, like, yeah. whatever. It's 3 bucks. Mm. Um... And then I got the Game of Thrones season pass for five bucks nice. for Telltale. Those are good deals. Yeah, those were the two I was interested in playing. So, and I think my fiance is open to doing. Uh, I told her at the Eric and Christie streams uh-huh. segment. Uh, this is how I rephrase the tour. Um, but I think she's open to doing that. And those are the, the kind of games I want to play with her. Definitely. Actually, I'd like to play Life is Strange with her. Right. I think yeah, she'd that be would be that, that. Yeah, that would be something that would. Because Borderlands and Game of Thrones, I don't are, think she, they're, they're specific. They're universes. a bit nerdy for her. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. But yeah, I, so I was really happy with that. Their Journey's on there. I don't know how much Journey is because I already had it. Um, but Journey's on there. There's some. There's some really good stuff on there. God of War remastered. Um, I don't remember everything, but definitely worth checking out. Uh, I really wish that this, Europe has a fantastic deal going on PSN. Buy one get one wow. games. Yeah, and there's some some really good titles on there. So, mm-hmm. but check it out. Uh, holiday sale. I don't. I think it's going on f- until next Tuesday on PSN here in the Americas. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's good stuff. You nice. can get the whole Telltale catalog for twenty seven bucks. Wow. But yeah, nice. I believe that's it for me. Okay, Corey, you want to talk about Xenoblade? Yeah, let's talk about Xenoblade. Okay. Uh, Are we going to do a full episode on it at some point or no? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Only because I think it only caters to a very well, I don't know. Sometimes then, it's then, good to do those Yeah, though. then again the, the the Siege I mean Siege kind of. Yeah, the 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 type of person looking for content on Xenoblade, you know, like maybe the, the, they, they may they may search Dan. us. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll see. We'll figure it out. I I want definitely want to give it more time. Uh Yeah. I'm I'm about 20 hours in, and I'm still very confused by a lot of the stuff that's going on. <laughs> See, I, I want to play it, but you saying that turns me off immediately. You can you can try mine yeah. uh, if you want. If you when you're try done, it. when you're done. Uh, yeah, I, it's a it's definitely a game that only caters to. I, I, we were talking about it in the chat, and like I feel like out of us, I would be the only one to like it. And the only other person that I think would like it that I know of is is our cousin Chris. I think Chris would really like this game. Uh, now, what be- makes you think I wouldn't like it? I don't know. It, it well, part of it is it takes a long time to accomplish anything in that game. Um, it doesn't respect Corey's time. Yeah, Corey, when it, you know him talking about his his time time issues, time um, crunch. Like I spent maybe an hour camping spawns for something I needed specific for a quest. Oh God. Mm. I haven't had to do any of that yet. Yeah, well, you're course, only, only five hours. Yeah, in. you're not far enough to do anything like that. But. Does that sound <laughs> appealing I, to you, I, Corey? I didn't, I didn't need to do that, but I was just in the right spot, and I knew where the spawns were. So I just went around. I killed some stuff. I messed around with on my phone while I was waiting, and just you know, whenever they would pop up, I'd kill them trying to get the right thing. But basically, it's it's a it's a open world um, RPG. It's a single player MMORPG. It, that's exactly the the best way to describe it. Is a single player MMORPG. It's got a lot of the same mechanics as an MMORPG. The combat is very MMORPG like. Um, there is some multiplayer aspects to it, um, which I'm still kind of unclear on how they work. Uh, apparently, I, you can join squads of people to take take big monsters down. Uh, go ahead, Corey. 
I think, isn't there an element uh, similar to the pawn system in Dragon's yes. Dogma? Yes, uh, which I thought was cool. I haven't tinkered much with that, but you can you can essentially upload your character to, like, the server, and other people can take them and use them in their party to help them, and you get experience and more rewards for, for doing stuff like that. Nice. But there's a bunch of, like, little systems like that in the game. You can join a squad, and you, like, work together as a squad and complete these objectives, and, like, uh, the 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 i don't know military force i guess that you're working for is called blade and there's eight different divisions in the blade and you join one of those divisions and you work as a team as part of the division to earn rewards and stuff like my division is the pathfinders which they're the ones that are responsible for going out into the world and and setting up probes Uh, the world is enormous too by the way um and beautiful a beautiful absolutely beautiful um crazy draw distances you know, yeah, yeah, but I've also had a lot of pop in with like. Well, there, there's a, there's a lot of pop in, but that's just because of the Wii U. But you yeah. can still see like way off into the distance in the game. It's it's crazy how how far you can see. Um, where was I going? Oh yeah, but the the division. So like, you know, you you work within your division, and then there's there's squads that you can join that you can do multi multiplayer things for, and that's just the multiplayer. Um. The combat, if you've played as the Xenoblade Chronicles game, the combat will feel familiar, but it's it's still kind of different. Yeah. Go ahead, Corey. No, I was going to, while you're on the topic of the multiplayer stuff, uh, I think I have this right. One thing I thought was really cool is, what are the, the big named enemies called? There's a name for them. Uh, I wanted to say Titans, but Tyrants. Tyrants, yeah. The Tyrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what they do is it tracks how many players yeah are killed uh are killed by that tyrant and based on that determines the loot from the tyrant yeah and uh you can tell too by the by the crown that's next to the name nameplate like name on the on the character and if it's gold it means it's killed like over 100 players or something like that that's really cool i I don't know what the numbers are specifically but yeah um yeah the the tyrants are like the named mobs i guess that you would you would find in an mmorpg kind of like the bosses there's mini bosses and and there's harder ones but yeah they're they're called tyrants so if you're the the brave hero who finally brings the gold tyrant down you're going to be handsomely rewarded for it yep which is cool yeah but i think that's awesome i like that that sort of online functionality it's kind of in the background but it's still mm-hmm. there and you can you know use it if you want to uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts so far on the game, Corey, because I really like it. Like, there's a lot of confusing systems in it. It's very complex, um, but I'm also I, I get enjoyment from finally figuring something out. In the yeah, game. yeah. It, it's it's also one of those games though where it's kind of as complex as you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, what's another game that recently came out that did something very similar? I know I've talked about it this year. Massive Pillars Chalice. Eternity? No, Pillars of Eternity. Well, I don't think Not so. so much. Uh, I Civ. can't. Remember. Yeah, talk about yeah, kind of. It's kind of like one of those, but like especially the the like combat and character customization stuff is you can get really really into it. Like the soul voices stuff. Yeah, uh, where your teammates call out command, like they actually say like commands, and if you do the correct action that corresponds to their command you get rewarded with a little healing yeah uh, for you and your damage or damage boost or what have you but you can totally ignore that if you want like it's not it's i don't know just a boon you know i would argue that some of the bosses that that. you fight you 
kind of have to do that stuff. Okay. Yeah. 20 yeah, hours. Again, I am only I haven't gotten that far to to where I've really really struggled. Yeah. The, um, but the basic gist of the game is you you're and Earth is destroyed by warring alien races. Like Earth is just kind of there as collateral damage and gets destroyed. Your ship takes off. It's a like a city ship uh searches for a new planet, crash lands on this on this planet. Your character's woken up after like 2 weeks of being crashed on the planet. Uh, and you are trying to figure out how to survive. You got to gather, you know, figure out how to gather resources. Um, one of the things I, I think that's cool too is because uh, the city that you're that you kind of create as a as a people is called New Los Angeles, and uh, it kind of like grows along with the game. Like every time, I feel like every time I go back into New Los Angeles, something's different. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be a new building or people working on something or. Uh, like one time I went in there and the, where you bought, where you, uh, invest in the arms manufacturers, uh, that was like all colored all of a sudden, instead of just being like gray, like everything, it's weird how things are changing in the game, like as I'm playing, Yeah, but it's really neat. Yeah. There's definitely a lot going on. I haven't figured it all out and I'm 20 hours in. No, no. You haven't gotten a skell yet. Have you? No, no. Uh, that you're another 20 hours away from that. At least they say that that's thirty hours if you kind of like do a lot of story stuff, which I haven't. I've I've Jeez. done a lot of side stuff, but like there's affinity missions with your with your party members that you can do that raises your affinity. Raising your affinity with with your party members like gives combat bonuses. There's just so much, so much to take in in the game, uh, which I really like about it. I like that lo- that level of complexity. Yeah, lots of little systems to micromanage yeah if you so choose yeah uh but i i I feel like it's a it's a good game to like sit down with every once in a while you know spend four or five hours playing it or whatever and and you know i I don't feel like it's a game like i need to run through you know which i think is a a good thing about it so yeah it's better than digging through trash for four hours yeah (laughs) yeah it is but I really like it. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it over the over the coming weeks because, like I said, I put a put twenty. It came out on Friday. I already put twenty hours into it. In addition to playing Far Cry Four for twelve or thirteen hours, or however long I played that, maybe fifteen. So, did you play anything else, Corey? No. Okay. Uh, I played Far Cry Four. That was the only other thing I played, uh, which is awesome. But you probably. Figured I would like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How far are you, Dan? Um, I'm not very far in the story. I just took over Depew's fort. Depew. Okay. I think his name's Depew. I don't remember. Starts with the D. It's a, the fort in the southeast of the thing. Yeah. I don't think I've killed him yet in the main missions. Apparently, you're supposed to assassinate these people before you take down the fort. But I, I just went and took down the fort. That's um, what I did. But yeah, I, I feel like I when my when I first started out just sucked my character sucked and died a lot but you really quickly build up your resources and weapons that you have available and and your skills and stuff and i think it's a a really good even uh advancement process in the game i really like the buzzers the little helicopters yep those -hmm. are fantastic i want to have one of those in real life they were modeled (laughs) after a real life thing oh yeah yeah it was a little little gyrocopter from the 50s but apparently those things don't take off like vertically like a normal helicopter but they have to be going 
which I thought was kind of weird. But I mean, for the game, it makes it make sense yeah. that they would just take off vertically. Uh, but yeah, I really like Far Cry Four. Yeah, it's um, great. It make, makes me excited for Far Cry Primal. Me too. So, yeah, that's all I played. That all we got? Feedback. Feedback. Uh, all in email form. Oh, by the way, I found a 2016 game release calendar. Oh, nice. Um, What game are you guys wondering about? It's going to be brutal. Uh, Fire Emblem? All of them. <laughs> yeah, all Fi- the games. Fire Emblem is February 19th. Oh, that's a week, a few days before Bravely Default. I can't see that. I can't see that being the actual date. They can't have those. Those are the two big 3DS this games. This came out, coming out three days week. ago, this calendar. Yeah. Uh-oh. I wonder if it has a different European release than North American release. They haven't added Bravely Second to this yet. Okay. It, that's under the upcoming upcoming games with no release date. Yeah, see, that was in Europe. It was, what, February 24th? Mm, six, fourth, one of those. I don't 26th. remember. Twenty six doesn't make sense. Come on, load. The Witness comes out in January, finally. John Blow's Oh, yeah, that game. game. I'm looking forward to that. You guys getting Final Fantasy Explorers? No. Final Fantasy is a terrible series. I know. <laughs> Don't give him am- ammunition. <laughs> hey, Yarmir Yager passes Marcel Dion. Yeah, I saw that. Really? I saw the goal. I saw a highlight of uh, Ristolain and putting Goudreau on his sorry ass. Johnny hey. Hockey? You yeah, he heard Johnny him. Hockey. Knocked him out of the game. Ristolain and No, he's back in. Man. Oh, pussy. <laughs> Sabres are down 2 0. I'm actually watching this game. I need some Evander Kane points is what I need. Same here. All right. It's finally up. All right. Uh, Email from Ryan and Valerie says, Hey, fellas, it's been a while since either of us sent you a hefty feedback. Valerie, apologize for the length, by the way. What's that? I said Valerie, apologize for the length. Yeah, no problem. Uh, sent you have to feedback, but time to change that. Let us start with the most exciting stuff first. Well, Friday, December 4th, I did the bold, brave, and life-changing move and asked Valerie to marry me. Hey. Well done, sir. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats. He says, after three and a half years of dating and a few months of living together, it was time to pop the big question. We were blessed with inheriting family diamonds. We were able to custom design an engagement ring slash wedding band set that includes stones from both of Valerie's grandmothers. As a side note and a future reference to all listeners, if you are getting a ring custom design, plan ahead because the back and forth design process is far more intensive and lengthy lengthy than you would expect. Both of us had no idea how long it was supposed to take. Uh, and that isn't the easiest thing to Google or double-check on Reddit. Also, something the jewelers probably don't want you to know about mm. is how long it could possibly take. So, I decided a few months ago that I wanted to propose at the at a local annual Christmas festival that Valerie has been begging to go to over the years. Thankfully, the ring was complete, completed and ready for pickup on Thursday. Talk about right down to the wire. Long story short, we took a short trolley ride at the end of the evening and did pictures in front of a large outdoor Christmas tree. I told the random photo-taking volunteer that we were going to do two poses. Uh, The first one was of us, just do a normal picture in front of a Christmas tree. And uh, at pose two, I reached into my pocket and dropped my knee. Valerie tearfully, excitedly, excitedly said yes, and I sighed a breath of relief. Uh, Dan and Eric, did you do public proposals? There ended up being a crowd of 20 to 30 people that gathered around and applauded. Oh, and thank you for the shout-out on social media. 
No, I proposed uh, in our kitchen in our old shitty tiny apartment. <laughs> I proposed in our living room slash dining room in our shitty apartment. Your apartment's not shitty. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. I, li- I like it's your apartment. tiny. It's small, but it's a nice apartment. My apartment was shitty. Dan actually ha- I probably talked about this when it happened, what I did. Probably. Dan helped me. Yeah. Set oh, yeah. up. Yeah. I went in and set up while they were gone. He broke into my apartment while we were out to dinner and set up uh, <laughs> broke a few windows, <laughs> candles and flowers and a card on the table. And I, I hid the ring up in the closet where I knew I would have to put jackets away. And mm-hmm. I knew that she'd be reading the card so I would have a chance to grab the ring. And then when she turned around, there I, there I was, my dumb bald head. Knelt before. Nice. Uh, So, yeah, very exciting about the engagement, but also exciting that we bought an Xbox One bundle on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Best Buy had a great deal, and it was a one terabyte Xbox One Tomb Raider bundle for 350 bucks plus a free second controller. Beautiful. Since I already have storage issues on my PS4, I wasn't going to go small on the Xbox. Of course, the first game I downloaded was Massive Chalice because really, let's face it, that game is one of the primary reasons I even bought an Xbox One. Definitely one of my top games of the year. We also bought Rare Replay for 15 bucks and used copies of Sunset Overdrive and Far Cry 4. More on those another day. Finally, Assassin's Creed stuff. I just bought Assassin's Creed Chronicles China on PS4 for like 4 bucks. I read it is kind of quick, but good for that price. And of course, I gotta play it because uh, my love of the series and with the new ones in the Assassin's Creed Chronicle series coming out early next year. PS Holiday Sale is pretty legit on the PS4, and hopefully one of you covered it for Nibble Bits this week. No, but you got you covered some of the stuff. You covered some of the just stuff. Now. I also finally finished Assassin's Creed Unity and did the free DLC Dead Kings. Both were pretty good, but the story fell off a little bit at the end, and both turned out a little predictable. I enjoyed the acting, uh, and the character Arno far more than most and glad they went to the French with a French arrogant idealist for the character. I should, I forgot to say I finished Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh, you did. I beat it. Yeah. Oh, add it to the list. I think I already did add to the list, but that game was really good. Even the end. I, I really liked good. Was, yeah. I, I can't complain about it as much as I'd like to say. I, I don't, I didn't <laughs> like it. I really, I really did. Uh, that's all for now. I'm finishing Tomb Raider definitive edition and we'll send you some thoughts next week on that. Valerie and I just want to end this lengthy feedback by thanking the four of you at Thumbstick Athletes for the consistently great, free, and entertaining podcast. We have listened, laughed, debated, and bonded over the podcast throughout the past few years. Also, thank you to fellow listeners for making the small community of listeners as great as you are. We appreciate having you all as a part of our lives, Ryan and Iowa. Ryan and Valerie in, yeah. in Iowa. Well, thanks. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, congrats again. That's great news. That's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I wonder if they've set a date or anything yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's met. I don't, he hasn't told us. He told us he was going to let us know when he set a date. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think he let, he's let us know yet. But I'm excited to hear what he thinks about um, Tomb Raider and Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I really liked that game. Sunset Overdrive seemed awesome. It was. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. Underrated. Underappreciated. Better than that Rocket League. No. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, I had Hojake says, hey, guys, not much to talk about, but more Fallout 4. How many par- power armors do you have? I have about seven. I did one quest called USS Constitution, and it was awesome. I really like the game awards, and I hope it continues. Telltale plus Batman, yes, please, and Far Cry Primal is a must-have. That's it for me later. 
I only ended up having two power suits. I had one for me and one for my companion. Uh, I only used mine maybe three times, and I think I only had my companion use hers once. So I didn't end up using those I as much. I have two. two. Two complete suits. Two complete power suits. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep track of all that stuff. I didn't have enough room in my like main garage for more than one suit, so I had the other one. I kept the other one in Sanctuary. I've seen some pretty bitchin' like basements that people have built. Yeah, with all their power power armor suits uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. Some of the things that people do with that game. But it was it was the the mine was the top one that you could get the XO one or XO four uh, power armor, and then I had the T sixty that I looted from Brotherhood of Steel, like when they yeah. would die. Did you guys do that one, uh, I forget the quest, but you can mix and match chemicals to make a bitchin' piece of power armor? No. It's no, it's something that doesn't call attention to itself. You have to, like, read computer terminals and pick up the chemicals in various places and put them in the right spot. Hmm. If you do, you get a nice piece of power armor. I don't know if it's better than what you were talking about, Dan, uh, but... It's it's pretty cool, and that's the kind of stuff I, I want more of out of Fallout. The stuff that doesn't call attention to itself, but through your exploring every nook and cranny, you're rewarded by discovering that stuff. Yeah, I didn't come across that. I But I, I mean, I did a lot of exploring, too. That's mostly what I did. I didn't do a lot of missions. Yeah. But I can't wait to get balls deep back into Fallout 4. I'm, Same here. I was digging it. Well, I saw you start playing on computer. Yeah, no, I put two hours into a new playthrough. Nice. Um, I pretty much just cleaned up Sanctuary and uh, went to one thing for the Minutemen, but then I stopped. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm not going to do any community building in my second playthrough. See, I'm going to do a lot of community building in yeah, my cause, second playthrough. Because you didn't do it much in the first one, right? Nah, I put up some walls and that was it, but I decided Sanctuary and the castle are going to be like my two main... Okay. Places to start. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from Tito NLA who says, I'm super excited about the announcement of Psychonauts 2, but also disappointed it's being done partially through crowdfunding. I feel like that game will suffer because of it. Uh, but the original is an amazing game in my top 10 personally. It is easily one of the best games of the Xbox era. Uh, it was Inception before its time, and honestly the only truly funny game next to South Park Stick of Truth. I recommend this game for revisiting the classics episode like you did with, I think it was Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, that means you guys, other than Corey, will have to play it. So take your time whenever uh, or if it ever happens. It's the Zelda of Xbox, gameplay-wise, but funny and super clever and interesting. I also recommend the movie Gone Girl. Best not to tell what the story is about, but uh, what impressed me about that movie is it kind of feels like three movies in one, but never get feels never felt like it dragged you. Uh, you think, you know what it's what's happening and the movie is about to climax and all of a sudden everything turns on its head. I think that's all for now. Thanks Tito. Uh, I have psychonauts actually in my steam library. So I, uh, so do I, I for remember some reason. Yeah. I remember one. Yeah, probably a humble, yeah. humble bundle. Um, cause I pretty much have every double fine game in my, in my I library. wonder if that's on 360 backwards compatibility. Yeah. Oh, no. It was original Xbox. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. It's an old old game. I remember being excited for it, but just I'd never bought it when it came out. I think it was original Xbox. Even. Hmm. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was a 360. But I definitely want to play it because I, I really like all the double fine games I've played so far. I want to I get to Brutal Legend 
too. Um, yeah. So, and that's it for feedback. That was a good description of Gone Girl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. He's right. That movie's fucking great. I say maybe someday I'll watch it, but I just won't. I don't so I don't ever watch movies. I'll watch Star Wars. Like, yeah. After the new year, I'll go see Star Wars. But that's yeah. Next week, bro. I know. I'm not going to go see it next week. It's going to be after after the holiday. I'll go see it. Yeah, I'm not fighting with anybody for tickets. Oh my god, no. And I don't I would prefer nobody was in the theater. That's how I am too. I and I even said even though like those are my people. Uh and uh, I They just, might not be though. I just like to see yeah, it could be a lot of like pukey teenagers. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, I mean I got I, a lot of respect for the guy that bought a, a theater's worth of tickets so he could watch it by himself. There was a guy that did that? Yes. That's Somebody. fantastic. People were giving him shit, too, Why? saying he was a dick, and I'm thinking to myself, no, that guy is on to something. He doesn't want other people ruining his movie experience. Which is exactly what he said. Yeah. I get that. I'm the same way. That's why I don't go to the theater. I wait till it comes out on uh, Blu-ray awesome. or whatever. And Right? Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's really cool. Good for him. Uh, let's just, let's just pirate it. Screw it. <laughs> Fuck it. Petey Bay, see what Petey's up to. It'll probably, it'll probably be on Pirate, Pirate Bay early next week, if I had to guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe not, uh, it'll probably be a screen recording. Yeah. It'll be a, a raw file, but yeah. You guys will just want to pool our money and buy a theater's worth of tickets? If I had that kind of money. <laughs> I probably wouldn't use it to <laughs> to buy a theater worth of tickets. No, I, there's no movie I want to see that bad. Although if there was, this would be the movie probably that I would do that for, for me, I think. Making of Rocket League might have me do it. That would be a doc. Yeah. That would be... Film doc. Film, yeah. Nah. Anyway. Uh, Eric, you wouldn't need to buy out a theater for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You'd be the only one anyway. I'd be there with you. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. Ooh, Buffalo scored. Eichel? Rasmus. Ristolainen? Ristolainen? God, he's yeah, unless I he got picked, tipped. I picked him up on my fantasy team. In the other league? Yeah. Aaron? Yep. All right. Uh, so next week's episode, we were going to do Just Cause 3, but we're going with Rise of the Tomb Raider instead. It's just going to be a more interesting game to talk about, I think. It deserves it more. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I told Eric you could sum up Just Cause 3 by uh, saying I blew shit up. Well, that, and it's very repetitive. Yeah. Uh, repetitive you're, and uh, long load times, which make it frustrating to play. You're basically just going from one town to the other, taking it over. Yep. Basically the same way. Blowing stuff up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's definitely a much more important game yeah. to talk about. So, Hey. <coughs> what? I know we've kind of run late already, but do we just want to quickly run through the thummy categories? Let's so do we it. Know we're not. They are. We didn't run late. I mean, we can take as long as we want. Go ahead. Well, okay then. <laughs> are these uh, in order? I'm just going to read through all the awards we've ever given, and we can decide whether they're in or not. And if you guys have suggestions for new ones, I think we want to do the one that got away. What's yeah. that? Like the game that you enjoyed but just for whatever reason didn't go back to it didn't yeah have time for oh it. definitely that's fair all right that's a, i like that i award. have multiple choices for that <laughs> actually yeah i think that's a good one because uh, it's 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 it acknowledges a game we think is good but you know for whatever reason we just couldn't timing go back to didn't it. work out for it 
Uh, so are we going to do this year's last year game of the year? Yeah, that's one of my favorite awards. I actually. already have one picked out for that. I do too. All right, I've got a couple on my list, but I have one that's year. no doubt one number one. Uh, best co-op multiplayer. We split them up at one point. Uh, we used to do just best multiplayer, but I think last year we split it into best co-op and best competitive. I don't even... Do we want to just do best multiplayer? Let's just do best multiplayer. That can be competitive or co-op. Yeah. Just best multiplayer again? Yeah, I think so. That's because I didn't play that many co-op games. I don't... Well, I guess I did. What do you guys think? I personally would like to keep them separated, but if you guys feel strongly that we should combine them... I don't think I I have... Enough. Well, you could always abstain if you don't think you played enough games to, to to have. The problem is there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, right. That's why I almost feel like we should have it as one. Right. Yeah. See, my co-op games wouldn't be crossover games. I don't think because it would be like Yoshi. My, my, yeah, Yoshi, Skylanders. Those are the type of games that I played right. co-op. My competitive, I would, I would have different. See, I see. That's the thing. I didn't really play any. You didn't play co-op, yeah. Right. So you could always just abstain from that category yeah. if you want, and just. Will, do... are you still there? Yeah, I'm indifferent. We can do whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll side with Corey just to make it even. All right, <laughs> just leave it the way it is. That's fine. All right, that makes the record keeping easier too. Yeah. Because otherwise, I have to notate everything in my spreadsheet, my master, my thummy's master list. Love it. <laughs> so we'll keep it the same. Um, uh, best handheld slash mobile game. That's a or fair. Or do we want to split those up? I didn't. Pl- I played one mobile game, and I played yeah. like two or three keep handhelds. I played. I played two mobile games, and one of those I played for about ten minutes. Okay, so we'll keep it uh, combined. Actually, I think last year we split it, and before that it was combined. Are but you I sure? Think... I thought last year we combined it. I thought. We I think too. last year I, uh... yeah, 2014 we split it. Okay, I mean the Game Awards had it as one category, right? I think last year uh, I I really wanted to split it because I was on the subway a lot. I was playing a lot of mobile games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sprinkle Island. Sprinkle Island, hell yeah. No, that didn't make my list, Will. When did that come out? Uh, Probably got sh- another playthrough of that coming up here. I had Hearthstone, Vainglory, Heads Up, and Terra Battle on there. I probably played one mobile game last year, too. Mobile, mobile game. Best rainy day game. Yeah, yeah I always like that category. Those, uh, are the, those are the well, different games, or categories that... Most welcome surprise. Yeah. yeah, I like biggest surprise. That's a good category. Guilty pleasure. Crystal Island just scored again. I don't think I have any guilty pleasure games. Oh. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that I would consider a guilty pleasure from this year. We did not do guilty pleasure last year. I think okay. we ought to scratch it. Yeah. We're all kind of people that own own it anyway. Yeah, know, I don't like... really care. Yeah. What won it in 2013? The winner of Guilty Pleasure was 
Nimble Quest. <laughs> Corey. That was me, too. I oh, had that on it? my list, yeah. Me and Dan, yeah. Uh, biggest disappointment. That's a good category. Yeah, definitely. Last year's winner was Valiant Hearts. Yeah, I didn't like that game very much. No, I had some problems with it, too. Steamy Turd? <laughs> uh, we're going to have to clarify Steamy Turd here, because I have a game in mind. I do, too, but I don't know if it really is a Steamy Turd. I ha- but, well, I didn't mm. buy this game. I didn't either. I think, you, That's I, gonna... think, I think you have to play it. To... Well, I played it. Yeah, I played yeah. it. Even if it's five minutes, I think you have to have played it. I played it. I played the beta. That gives it away. I but... think we're talking about the same game. Is that a steamy turd though, or is that a that's the thing? It's it's, it's 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 really up to your. It could be it could be a steamy steamy turd. It could be biggest disappointment. It could be both. It could be either or. Yeah, and or. I don't now know. we can we can change the terminology here. It doesn't have to be steamy turd if we want to. I like steamy in. turd because it's I like funny. steamy turd too. Yeah. <laughs> we can debate it, Corey. We'll save that debate for on air. Okay, so Steamy Turd is in. Yeah. I like Steamy Turd. Uh, best under the influence game. I don't really Steamy. get under the influence anymore. Yeah, I, I don't do that too often anymore either. Uh, but I can, I can still pick out some games. I think. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's a, that's a, de- that's a good category. Last year's winner was way. Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or no. Wasn't it? Fuck. Oh, did I not fill this out? Oh my god. Corey, get it together. Son of a gun. You know, I come here prepared every week. That's Me not, too. That's not true. Oh no, that was my <laughs> personal winner last year. Oh, gotcha. Uh, game you're least likely to play. Mm, okay. I can think of something. Yeah. Got a couple things. That's That's a good one. Uh, best new IP was the original award, but in 2014 we changed the terminology to best new IP I want to see more of. Mm. Were there any? Uh, I can think of one. Yeah, because we, we, we clarified because there were some games that came out that were new new IPs, but we didn't know if the developer would continue making games in that same vein right so that's why we changed it to best new game i want to see more of or new ip i want to see more of yeah uh, i had bravely default the banner saga destiny shovel knight and child of light on my list okay last year yeah do we want to keep that the same we don't want, we don't need to change the terminology right best new ip i want to see more of yeah because like i said some of the games that come out like uh might not have anything else there might just be one-offs but you want we would want to see more of it you know Corey, in the chat in the chat uh tito's wondering how halo master chief collection didn't win biggest disappointment or steamy turd i thought it did it might have i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that one i think i think it got steamy turd last year okay it was either that or it was either that or unity yeah (laughs) me and eric had the master chief and unity at one and two yeah so well um, best remaster re-release. I don't think I played any of them. Yeah, I would have to go back to bang. I played Grim I played. Fandango. <laughs> and I hated every was second that, of was it. Was that this year? Wasn't it? 
Yeah, was that this year? I don't know. Maybe I it played was... it for four in February. Okay, so maybe wow. I think it, did it come out early? I think it came out at the end of last year, though. I have though. no idea. Sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> I had Final Fantasy VI iOS as mine last year. <laughs> no. Guess what it's going to be this year? <laughs> God. Best, I don't know why I played any room. I don't think I did. I'd I'd be fine with that stricken from the record. <laughs> no best remaster re-release. Uh, game you wish you played. We did not do that one last year. Um, Fire Emblem one in two thousand thirteen. I could probably come up with some for this one. I totally could. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah, we can add that one. That's fine with me. It's kind of similar to the the one that got away. Yeah. But. Not really, because I, mean, I would assume you didn't play it. Right, right. The one you got away is one you played. Yeah. You couldn't, couldn't finish. Uh, NBC, most valuable console. I don't think we oh, need God. to do that. I think it fit last year. Yeah. I don't think it's worth give, it anymore. Give, given the Wii U it's due. Thank God, because that sparked the biggest debate last year. Well, not among us. Maybe that maybe I that makes remember. it good. Maybe that makes it a good category. I don't think it sparked the debate among us. Didn't we all vote for that? I think so. We we fought yeah, over the we... Xbox One for like third thirty place. minutes. Oh, that's, well, that's right. right. We were debating third, third, second and third place winners. <laughs> uh, we could do this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you guys want to, we can. Yeah, because I think I think you're right, Eric. Is it's 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 not as clear cut as it was last year. Yeah, so you can make an argument place. for one thing or the other. So yeah, it might, might bring up cut. some interesting conversation. Uh, well, if we didn't include my PC opinion. <laughs> last year, I don't think PCs included this year either. No, yeah, it's not a console. Okay, uh, best indie game. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Clear God, cut. I which one won Clear that cut one. winner there. Game of the year. Eh. It's overrated. <laughs> Get rid of that one. We'll we'll go. Uh, we'll we'll pull up. We'll, we'll not have a game of the year category as a as a statement. <laughs> statement, you know. Okay, Where's games for change, Corey? <laughs> yeah, but best ambassador game. Do you yeah. want to do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that category. Are we gonna try and come up with a new creative category like we try to do every year? Ambassador game. Do we do that every year? Do we come up with I a thought new ca- that we were going to try and add one every year that was creative. Okay. Um, Tito suggests best music in a game. I like that. I really like Xenoblade's music. I do too. So that was one of, one of the biggest complaints from a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Do you want to include the, that category? The like island hip hop. Yeah. It's cool. But but there's also some, some like classical scores and stuff. It's, yeah, it's strange. I think it's, I think it's really clever. It's fitting for the for the game. Um, I I would I would do it. I, I'd yeah, yeah. Because I can think of about three games where the music. Yeah, I can out. I can think of a few. That's not super creative though. No no no. That was Tito's idea. We can come up with. We'll do we do want to do that then? Best. Music or soundtrack? Best score or soundtrack? Yeah. Have we yeah, done we best ambassador things. game in the past? No. So that would be our, our creative category. Oh, I thought we did. No. I thought we did no. too. 
Or no, no. We do, um... Wait, are you sure we haven't done Best Ambassador game? I'm sure. We did it. We I... did an episode oh, on Best Ambassador. Maybe that's what I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah, I think like yeah, it was ago. just a question that kind of came up, and then we did a whole episode on it. Do you want to do that, or do you want to think of something else? Or plan on Does that? Does Journey as a re-release count? <laughs> that would be under Best Remaster. Which we're not doing. Which we're not doing. Man. We, we do have... We should set rules. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but like uh, Telltale games, I think we're only considering them in release year. So like the Game of Thrones Telltale game, Life is Strange fully came out this year. Yes. Did yeah. it start last year? I don't believe so. Okay. So that would be that would be valid. Um, the last, if it's a multi-part game, the last part. So I think Broken Age finished up this year. So that would be, that would be eligible. I consider um, that last year though. No, because you couldn't play the whole game this until year? this year. I think it was nominated for stuff last year, though, wasn't it? I don't think so. Well, we've refined the rules this year. No, I think we I think we agreed last year that episodic games uh, would be would be valid for a thummy in a year where they were all all the episodes were available. When the cock teasing was over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What happened, Will? Sorry, I get really excited when there's a goal scored. Wait, who scored now? Uh, Calgary. 3-2. Is that it, Corey? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, so we got the one that got away. last This year's last year game of the year. Best competitive multiplayer. Best co-op multiplayer. Best handheld slash mobile game. Best rainy day game, most welcome surprised, biggest disappointment, steamy turd, best under the influence game, game you're least likely to play, best new IP I want to see more of, game you wish you played, most valuable console, best indie game, best ambassador game, best score slash soundtrack, and game of the year. Would handhelds be considered consoles too? No. Since it's a game specific device though? I don't think so. I see your point, Dan, but I think this one kind of caters to the fanboy console wars thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. So the big three. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. We can do we can do whatever you want, but... I'd rather not include handhelds. That's fine. Oh. I'm sorry. I need to mute my mic. <laughs> that's fine. All right, so we all set then? Yeah. yeah, another thing I want to do is come up with, uh, like, titles for these awards. Clever mm-hmm. titles instead of just... Right. Best blah, blah, blah. Best blah, blah, blah. Like, instead, I'd rather it be called, like... Something more along the lines of Steamy Turd instead of <laughs> Shittiest Game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Steamy Turd is or a like, uh, I can't think of a good example, but, you know, the blah, blah, blah award given to the game that best exemplifies, you know. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like the Norris Trophy given to the best defenseman. Right. Yeah, you can name it after clever cultural things. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Miley like, Cyrus Award. Like gold standard. Steviest game of the year. Gold standard <laughs> award would be like the game Battle of the front. year. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, well we can we can uh we can talk about that on our in our kick chat. Yeah. Toss around some ideas. 
All right. Any other thoughts? No. So those are our thummy categories. Yeah, like I said, next week, Tomb Raider. Uh, We'll call it episode. That'll do it for episode 229 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Watch out.